welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am Justin. So, we're back. Yeah. With Scream. Uh, again. We're continuing on our journey with Mr. Ghostface. And Justin, we are not alone. We are joined once again by Rachel. Back, back, back again. And Mars. Hello. What's up, guys? Sorry, I had a burp waiting on deck that whole time. <laughs> I was like, please no, please no, please no. Just get your name out first. And then... <laughs> so just so all of our listeners are, are very, very well aware, uh, all four of us individually have had very interesting and long, exhausting weeks. Is that fair to say, guys? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And they're all ending up in the same place in the bottle of a glass of bur- <laughs> bottle of booze. Well, well for, for for me, I think I'm the odd man out. I am drinking a candy crisp apple bang. What is, is that, that not That's alcoholic? Oh no, this is just three hundred milligrams oh. of caffeine to the dome. Yeah, is it, I was gonna say, isn't bang that uh that crazy energy drink? Mm-hmm. And they do all those really bizarre ads and TikToks and things. Yeah. That is correct. That yeah. is that is correct. Yeah. See, I'm hip. <laughs> so we, we we did drop trivia this week mm-hmm. uh just because of timing and everything else going on we wanted to stay focused and i think this might be the spiciest review yet Ruh-roh. um for the scream franchise um we'll have to see uh before we get into the review proper and everything like that i guess we don't need to get into all the personal drama we did that for the first hour that no one gets to hear uh <laughs> what has everyone been up to how was your new year's uh are you guys watching anything fun or read anything what, what, what's going on hmm. what's been going on um i'm <clears throat> i've almost watched all of the new season of dexter fantastic oh. yeah uh yeah you know i I'm, i know i think some of us in here haven't watched it that want to watch it that's so me. I, I, yeah. I, so I won't talk about it too much, but yeah, it's been enjoyable. Okay. Um, been, and that's it. I've been working. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. It feels like going right back after New Year's. It was like, I, it wasn't enough of a break. And I thought it was going to be, and I was going to be refreshed mm-hmm. and all that jazz, but it was right back at it. Mars, how about yourself? Anything? Reading anything? Watching anything? Doing anything? Um. Well, so last... Was last weekend really New Year's? Yeah, a week I... ago today. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what <Jesus>. is time? <laughs> what is time? Uh, I mean, I had a good long weekend for New Year's. I had Friday off, and so it was it was nice to you know. But the same thing happened where I was like, came into work on Monday and was like, well, I thought the New Year we were supposed to feel like refreshed and ready to go again, and I do not. I still want a nap. Uh, but that weekend, I thought I'd watch an interesting movie that I'd never seen before called Blindness, and instead it just really unsettled me for, like, two full days. Have you ever oh, seen fun. that movie? It was, it? It's a Mark Ruffalo and Julianne Moore, and it's about yes. this mm-hmm. pandemic that makes everyone go blind. Mm-hmm. And it just was real, real similar. And I was like, this was a bad choice. Um, but then I watched a good horror movie called Jacob's Wife on Shudder. That mm-hmm. movie is dope. I had not seen it because the description just sounded so okay. Yeah, I get it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I watched that's how it. I felt with it too. I loved it though. I actually thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go back and watch it then. Yeah, because I, 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 I mean, I'd seen like a bunch of like press and stuff for it. Yeah, and description. I read the description was just like, uh, meh. Yeah, okay. 
yeah, that's how I felt too. So I just didn't watch it for the longest time, and then I finally gave it a shot the other night and was like, oh, I should, I should have gotten on this. This is good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. You guys want to know a, a a fun fact about me? Yes, always. I think I've I think I've discussed how I don't like um, Sandra Bullock for no real reason other than I just like there's just something about it I just don't like her. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Same thing with Mark Ruffalo. Really? Really? Yeah. Ruffalo Buffalo. Really? I, I, I actually like, will purposely avoid watching uh, movies of his mm. just because I don't like him. It's the same thing with Sandra Bullock. Like, I, uh, he's such a lovely I, person, though. I know. And he and he's a good actor because he was in the movie Foxcatcher. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if y'all watched that. No. Oh, I never saw it. Came, it. it came out a few years ago. It was about like, a like wrestling. Mark Ruffalo, like the Hulk, right? Yeah. Really? So, wow. I just, I just there's someone about him I just don't like. I, I don't. Well, it, it's the same thing with Sandra Bullock. I can't put my finger on it. You're not, you're not missing an experience with blindness. It's a little too hit, hitting close to homey right okay. now. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was just upsetting. Oh, and there's like several things that happened in that movie that actually my thought was, ooh, Larry would hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see a boob? Is that is that the problem? <laughs> oh wow. Oh man, shots fired. <laughs> I mean, more than once in that movie, my first thought was, ooh, yeah, Larry would not like this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Rachel, what's new with you? How have you been? I've been good. Uh, As far as what I've been watching, uh, I'm just really trying to get everybody on this train before it wraps up. There's two episodes left, the first season of Yellow Jackets. I've heard it's terrible, right? (laughs) <laughs> kiss both of my butt cheeks it is amazing <laughs> it is so good um there's two i'm watching at least the, the free... first episode this oh, weekend if you watch the first episode you're watching it watching yeah it. That, that is uh in preparation for our review um coming up next week mm-hmm. i will be watching it. it yeah so get that free trial there's something in the second episode that is forever in my mental slideshow it is so fucking gruesome. <laughs> You're going to love it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, the cast is incredible. The plot is incredible. The characters are amazing. It's just like chef's kiss. you got to check mm-hmm. that out. So I watched that, and I watched a movie called See For Me. Have you guys seen this or heard of this or anything? No. no. It is a Canadian film, Justin. So it is, it is Okay, a, that doesn't mean I automatically know what it like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it means he went and watched a screener of it at Tim Hortons. Well, I was <laughs> just trying to hype it, guys. Jeez. Um, Dewey's not Ghostface. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> but it's about this blind girl um, who's played by someone who's actually visually impaired. Uh, uh, and she it, she house sits for a living and she uses an app in order to, like, see. And mm-hmm. there is, like, a, a robbery that takes place. So it's kind of like a home invasion horror film. It's it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it, it takes some turns. It does some interesting things in the way that it depicts uh, disability and disabled, disabled people. Um, it's it's just a fun little thriller. If that's like your zhuzh, I think you'd have a good time with C for me. That's, that's what I've been watching. Okay. 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 Is that okay? Are we okay? Is everything okay? Larry, what have you been up to? Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Uh, Nothing. Oh my God. This week has been absolutely fucking awful. Just right back into it. I told myself I'm going to be positive. I'm going back into work positive. I'm going to be happy. I have one week before classes start back up. So I'm going to go in and have good energy. And I was not working out for you. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Uh, I think I told at least Justin this, but on Tuesday, 
I did the same 30-minute uh, DNA mini kit protocol for eight and a half hours back-to-back -back without stopping. Oh, my God. Wow. The exact same thing. Oh, my God. Um, Was your brain just mush afterwards? Oh, yeah. I yeah. did. And on Wednesday, um, we went to a uh, wake for um, Devin's uncle. Mm, I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. I, I didn't know him that well, and and it was actually kind of, it was very sudden and surprising for the mm -hmm. family. Um, but the atmosphere of the wake was very joyous. It was very happy, which was nice. Um, but then right back at it Thursday, only to discover that uh, none of it worked. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> Yeah, so uh, basically um, they, because the grad student actually did some stuff on Wednesday and we ran these gels to like, look at it and it was all trash. Oh my God, Larry. And, and I just laughed and I was like, I'm done, man. I'm, <laughs> this is yours now. I, I, you need this to graduate, not me. Oh my God, now it's you being like, all right, Devin, we're going into the woods. We gave society a good try. <laughs> just like, we're soon. done. And that was that was yesterday when we realized it was all trash. And I came home and I watched Scream Four, and I was like, "Oh man, I forgot how much I love this movie." And I did a quick little scan through the watch party chat, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah, there might be some violence tonight." Ooh. Oh my so god! We'll, Is this gonna be Last of Us uh, Part Two, Part Two? <laughs> I have some much stronger feelings about this than I do The Last of Us Part oh, Two, Part God. Two. Oh, so yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. But um, personally, watching Dragon Ball Z, I was telling Justin before we started recording, uh, I am on the Frieza arc. Um, my first time ever watching it. I know names of some characters, but I don't know a lot of stuff. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun doing that. And that's it. Like this for this week i start classes back up monday and i'm actually kind of excited about it so um yeah nice well, that, that's it yeah, nothing I know you said it's that's a roller it. coaster yeah i know you said that's it as if but it i'm sitting over here going that sounds like a lot <laughs> <laughs> and that's all i mean that's all i got up to i'm like that's a lot of stuff <laughs> But but yeah, uh, I'm actually really excited to talk about Scream Four. Um, was this a first viewing for anybody? I think no. this was maybe like maybe a second viewing. For me. Same, definitely. Yeah. It was a second viewing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's the first time I since 2012 since I've seen it. So I like I saw it when it came out. Yeah, okay. I, I remember like going to see it in theaters, and then I don't think I ever saw it again. I don't think. Interesting. I mean, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, actually, then... before we get into this, though. Yes. Rachel, did you get my email about my day and my morning at work? Yes, I need to. I haven't had a chance because it's been so okay. crazy to watch it, but I'm totally excited and I want to give it like its proper due because there was actually a lot of videos in there and I'm going to watch every single one. What, what did you uh, send? Can we can we know as a larger audience? Oh, yeah. No, uh, Rachel asked me like what basically what a, mor <laughs> a morning is for me and yes. I sent her. I like recorded some video I'm of so me working excited. in the morning. Um, oh. I will let you of, know. Of like going, like like getting ready for work. No, not like getting ready. Not like my OnlyFans. He's stuff. Like this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is how 
I get in the shower and. Uh... Oh, I was, I'm sorry. I was just. I'm sorry. I was, no, no, was very like, uh, get, getting uh, machines going and stuff. Well, uh, well, well this is you, you know. Justin. So after the conversation, usually we revolves around bowel movements. I did not know. And I know, you know the first thing I, for I, me, I try to, I try to wake go up one week with talking about my butt, and Larry just wants to bring it up. So I mean, I'm hoping that's the grand finale video. And Randy gets to watch that in the metaverse and the full immersion of it. He gets to sit next to Justin while he's doing it. (laughs) See, guys, that's where my brain is at this Friday night. Have you ever seen those bathrooms, like in like in fancy pants houses, where there's like a little wall and then like his and hers toilets or partner and partner toilets? I know. Have you never seen this? This is like a trend in like high end homes where there's like dual toilets. Yeah, I've seen it. It's fucking. Oh, where they like, where they can like hold hands while they poop. Yes, Justin, as someone who Mm. is like such an out and proud pooper, is that something that you would ever want to participate in? No. Who would I poop with? I assume your wife. What was that? I don't want her to have to deal with that. Okay. (laughs) Just what was the? They're never like where there were two girls (laughs) sitting in. Two girls, one cup. No, oh, which oh, actually God. turned, uh, I think, uh, fifteen today. They were or yesterday. They were national they were, they were holiday. Two girls. <laughs> How did you observe I think it? it was one of those scary movies <laughs> where they were sitting in like the the like in the bathroom and they were like going to the bathroom incredibly like loudly. I feel like yeah, wasn't it like scary movie or something? Or it like, was right scary movie two or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. No, it wouldn't that. have been two because two was the house. Yeah, maybe the first one. I don't know, I think Larry. It was, must you should have been watch the first it and one. let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I will do a little bit of research. And while I do that, Justin, why don't you play some music and let's get into our screen for you. <laughs> I mean, don't innocently, you want to talk I... about this? Wait, wait, yeah, innocent. we're talking about this. Are we not talking about this? <laughs> All right, let me. Just... Okay, you guys keep talking. I'll find. I will let you know, Rachel, that uh, when you do watch those videos, it is. Inc- I listened back to it. Uh-huh. And. It is incredibly loud. Okay, that's good to know. Like, it, like, have your volume all the way down. Okay. I'm I'm excited because I'm very curious about what you do. I'm just, I mean, Mars will tell you I'm a very curious, nosy person, so I want to know all the things. (laughs) So the thing I sent you as well is also only, like, a production run, so it's, like, kind of, like, boring. It's like, eh, do this kind of thing. Should I have the volume off, or are you giving commentary? Oh, I'm just like, hey, this is what I do, and this is what I like. This is when I have to do this. But if you care about that, you can leave it on. But I, it well, I need all I need you. all the flavor commentary, so I'll, I'll leave it. Oh, on. Oh, it's very dry, and me at like seven in the morning going, <laughs> oh man, maybe this is loud. I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to it. <laughs> maybe this is loud. <laughs> yeah, that's what I sound like when people call me and I answer my phone at work, and okay. I'm like, oh yeah, what's up? I can hear you clearly. Oh, I like your watch face. I'm watching it on on silent right now. <laughs> You like my watch face? Yeah. Oh yeah, I actually had to take that watch off because it was uh, giving me like uh, it gave me like a cyst. What? Yeah. A cyst. Yeah. Like from the watch band from a watch band. Yeah. I mean, I guess did it's it... true because it's like skin cells collecting in a sack, yeah. right? Is it? Yeah. Did, was it because it rubbed or something? Or um, I don't know because I've actually had that for like I've had it for two months two and I never had a problem with it up until like the last like week or two. I mean, for assist, it could have just pinched you one time in the wrong way, you know? Like, yeah, I took it off anyway, so because you should see my wrist, it's all like uh, the cyst is mostly gone now, but uh, it's also very rubbed very raw. 
And Guys, I found it. <laughs> you were awfully quiet. <laughs> I should have known you were up to no good. I, I went through the most awful timeline of Google of epic bathroom <laughs> scenes in order to find this, but I want you to know I did find it. Uh, I was right. It was a comedy, but it wasn't scary movie. It was uh, Harold and Kumar. It was Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <gasps> yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I knew there was shits. like hot girl battle shits. Yes, I remember now. Battle shits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to work at a grocery store like in high school, and there were two guys that were roommates that also like timed their poops so they could take them on their breaks together. This is, that's just like I I understand it okay. and I stop. Sorry, my cats are battle. My cat. These are battle shits running around. <laughs> <laughs> quit your battle sorry. shitting. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, quit your battle shitting. Ah uh, shit. All right, everybody. Justin, yeah. <laughs> let's play some music. We're let's get into this tonight. review of Scream we are Four. on board with y'all for the utter destruction and tearing down of Scream 3 because it absolutely deserved it. Um, I truly thought the franchise was dead even as a kid and I remember when this movie came out um, in 2011 being very cautious. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely seeing Nev uh, Courtney Cox and David Arquette come back and then also seeing obviously Wes Craven and Kevin Williams re- Williamson returning. I had hopes, but they were also, except for Kevin Williamson, a part of Scream 3. Um, so I remember going to the theater to watch this and being apprehensive. And... Uh, I am excited to review this with you guys because this is probably the first time because Devin got home from work yesterday and I was watching the end of it. She's like, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. And I think that might actually be a lot of people. So I think this could be a really fun talk. I mean, I'm going to save my thoughts for like when we get into it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I will say I, I mean, I definitely didn't hate it as much as three. I think it's impossible. Scream Three is a bad movie. It yeah. says Sc- Scream Three is the Saw Six of the franchise. Is Saw Six one with Rachel's favorite kill in it though? Um, I, um... <laughs> the really, the really fem, the really female pro uh, scene. I think you're confusing that with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rachel and Mars. I, I know Mars. You are actually a fan favorite of the sixty second summary. Am I really? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in the Patreon-only uh, chat over on the Here's Johnny Discord, there was someone who uh, started singing your praises, and pretty much everybody else chimed in. You mm-hmm. you are a... <laughs> that's true. That, that, that's, that's not an exaggeration. I'm not just blowing smoke. Like People love your summaries because they are fantastic. Aw. 
I didn't do the one this time. On that note, allow <laughs> me to give you that 60 luck, seconds. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks well, I'm for just that. motivation. <laughs> You're lucky I didn't go with my initial uh, summary, which was, have you seen a Scream movie? The ne- oh, this time the niece oh, did it. Oh, man. <laughs> which was my original summary. But then I was like, I'm going to be nice to Larry and not be a total troll. <laughs> So, although uh, when we do Hellraiser, Larry is doing the plot summary. One hundred percent. Oh, oh man, Justin, that means you have to do the background. I'm okay with that. And on our show, we do a sixty minute. Summary, <laughs> so. Yeah, it has to be like excruciating detail. details of the hooks hey, in the flesh. I mean, I yes. will say, Larry, I don't know if you remember when we first started, we did basically that. Our first couple episodes are like in detail going into the plot like yeah i think our i think our shining review episode was like almost an hour of plot summary i think i wrote out like seven goddamn pages i pretty much rewrote the book yeah it was it was that and i think clock tower three or it was a detention oh man detention which they did make a movie of and we never saw they did by the way oh yeah it came out last year Mm -hmm. we talked about this yeah justin last year might as well have been a millennia this year Oh, time, oh yeah okay. t- time has lost meaning recently it really has yeah, yeah. that's fair okay, okay. so yeah mars apparently you're doing the background well let's tell us <laughs> i mean mars would you like me to just email you this summary <laughs> <laughs> good, no mars. i'm good i'll do the background. <laughs> go ahead mars the floor is yours I'm, I'm, I'm muting myself i i have put my foot in my mouth so hard oh. rachel you are now off the hook for the uh comments about um fine if you hear quiet sobbing in the background it's definitely my cats go ahead mars <laughs> i i appreciate the compliment thank you but um okay so scream 4 was released in 2011 which was 11 years after scream 3 and the movie itself takes place 10 years after the events after scream 3 um I, we talked about it for scream 3 about how originally scream 1 to 3 were supposed to be a trilogy and that was it um, Scream 4 was, like, the intention behind Scream 4 was to reboot the franchise, and it was originally supposed to be uh, the first of a new Scream trilogy, uh, but then Wes Craven passed away, and so that kind of, that whole idea kind of went out the window. Uh, but now there's a Scream 5, so who knows? I don't know if this will be, like, a an intended second of this second trilogy, or if they're going to be a continuation of a whole i don't know i'm interested oh, i didn't even think about that um we are going to be yeah. discussing uh guesses um at the end so we'll find out um oh i have some i have thoughts yeah. um but scream 4 received mostly mixed reviews uh but and i know this is gonna shock all of you was overall better received than scream 3 <laughs> i know no i know <laughs> insanity I mean... But uh, even though it was, you know, overall better than Scream 3 in everyone's opinion, it is still the lowest grossing of all the installments in the Scream franchise. Uh, really? $7 billion world mm-hmm. worldwide, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think my theory is because I had the same experience at Scream 4 where I was like, God, they can't. Scream 3 was so bad. And so I think people just didn't go see it because they were so burnt out on Scream 3, you know. So that's trash. my theory. Yet they'll that's watch my seven or eight saws. um kevin williamson returns for this one uh and while this movie is credited as something that kevin williamson wrote 
They actually, during production, brought in the Scream 3 writer, Aaron Kruger, to do rewrites. So there are rewrites that happened on the script by the man who gave us Scream 3. You can have your own thoughts about that. Uh, I was not there. I was not involved. But Wes Craven called it a, uh, he called it, quote, a bumpy period of the transition between writers sounds like it didn't go smoothly Mm -hmm. and he says that he he signed on to do a script by kevin williamson and while it's he was disappointed that it wasn't williamson all the way through he said that he was still uh you know still williamson's concept his characters and his themes i feel like that's a very uh a a very nice way of kind of hiding his real thoughts about it but you know it's also a total relief for me <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, Kevin Williamson and, uh, just does not like women." Okay, <laughs> yeah. So uh, he apparently signed on to do the script during a break in like Vampire Diaries, I think. So I'm guessing mm. that that break ended, and then they're like, "We need someone to do rewrites. Let's get the guy who did the last one because that worked out." Oh, uh, Scream Four is also the first one in the franchise to lo- use um, a lot more CGI rather than practical effects. Uh, so a lot of those knife blades are actually like knife handles that had cgi blades rather than collapsible blades really and yeah and it's the first one to do that they used collapsible blades in the other ones weird okay yeah and that's about it the only other thing i I wanted to mention that i thought was interesting is uh when the cop gets stabbed in the head anthony (laughs) anderson Mm -hmm. that whole thing wes anderson put in or wes anderson wes craven put in because he saw it in a documentary and he thought it was interesting on how long you can still be alive when your brain has been stabbed. So he put it in the movie and didn't tell the production studio and was like, hope I don't get fired. <laughs> Damn. That's a good kill, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this one little small note, uh, this is actually Craven's last movie. It is. No, it's the last one. Yeah. It's a rough bookends. Last yeah. last house on the left and scream for. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. I am interested, though, in, in seeing that Scream 4 was written to be the first of a new Scream trilogy if Scream 5 is going to feel like a second installment in a trilogy or if it's going to feel like a fifth in a series. Because, you know, I don't know. I'm interested. I didn't know that before. And also that, you know, that was before. They kind of just gave up, it sounds like, on doing a second trilo- or a second set of trilogy or whatever until this year. So I'm curious where it would have gone. Yeah, like they. Ooh, I've got, I've got. I guesses. have thoughts. Yeah, but I'm gonna save my guesses on where it could have gone for Scream Five because I okay. definitely think that's what it because is. Because I think Scream Five is serving as a direct sequel, right? Um, no comment. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So with that, Rachel. Uh, who also does fantastic second summer. Prepare to be disappointed. Uh, she, oh, is, no. she is fantastic um, at everything she does. Uh, she is doing our 60-second <laughs> summary. This week, um, Rachel, I am pulling up my phone stopwatch. Are you prepared? Somewhat. <laughs> see how it goes. You, you know I wrote this in like five minutes. <laughs> All right. I want to give you a three, two, one, and then the floor is yours. Justin, are you also ready? I am. Three, two, one. One, go. 
It's the 15th anniversary of the original Woodsboro Massacre, and Ghostface is back and killing teens. This time, uh, they are the friends of Sydney's niece, Jill. Sydney is back in town doing a tour of her self-help book. Dewey is now the sheriff and married to Gail, who has writer's block. He's also being wooed by a sexist trope named Deputy Livenbar. I mean, Judy. Sydney stays at her aunt's, but Jill's friend uh, across the street gets murdered. Sydney tries to intervene, but Ghostface gets away, but not before injuring Jill. The killings continue, but Dewey won't let Gail investigate with him, so she hooks up with the local high school movie club and follows them to their underground stab marathon like you do. Ghostface strikes and Gail realizes that he's recording his murders too. Gasp! More people get murdered, teens and cops alike. Uh, young folks all head to Kirby's house where Ghostface strikes again. Kills, 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 including Kirby. Boo. The killer is revealed to be the movie club guy's twist. Also, Jill, double twist. They plan on pinning it on her ex so that Jill can be the survivor and claim her aunt's 15 minutes of fame. Jill double crosses and kills movie guy, and then she thinks she's killed Sydney. However, at the hospital, they fight to the death, and Jill learns the ultimate rule of sequels never fuck with the OG, the end. Bam, drop mic. Did I do it? That was pretty good. Four yeah, seconds okay. over, but I, I liked right. it. I liked it. Was that okay? Uh, it was better than my original plan. I, I do have to. Uh, put in a very important caveat though a little correction Did I get something wrong kirby is never seen dead that's interesting and also a relief because she is the one shining star in this movie oh man so we are starting there okay so we're starting with plot i am going to go last because i am taking notes during y'all's uh points here. i want right of rebuttal i have I have a notepad here that I have pulled outside for this review, and um, let's discuss. Uh, Mars, you can go first. Let's see if you're on my side or if I'm all alone this evening. <sighs> One of us. <laughs> One of us. Well, I feel like it trends that I tend to agree with you, Larry, Aww. on things, and I do like this movie. Aww. It's not the best of the screams, no. but I think coming back from Scream 3, it's a that's the thing is that like I like this movie but also I'm looking at it through the lens of comparing it to Scream 3 so it's definitely better um honestly though like it feels pretty run-of-the-mill like teen horror movie to me plot wise Mm -hmm. um I think the first time I saw it though I didn't call the killers but really Jill was the only one that was like (gasps) and then the movie guy was like all right yeah (laughs) just so you just picked one other person and it happened to be him okay um but i don't know i mean it feels more like a scream movie than scream 3 mm-hmm. did it doesn't feel as much of a scream movie as scream 2 does mm-hmm. but it does feel like it's getting it back on track for me uh plot wise as far as pacing and um structure and things like that it and even just visuals it felt more like like an updated scream movie I don't know. I'm really like, I like it. I enjoyed it. But again, based on the lens of the last Scream I watched was Scream 3. Thoughts, Rachel? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I mean, I know Larry wants me to like come really hard for this movie, but like, I think it's okay. There are things about it that I do like. Um, I think I like where... It, you know, Sydney is our through line, right? And I think that I, I appreciate sort of the natural progression of her character, you know, from where she ended up at the end of Scream 3, that she basically has taken 
you know, that she has done some healing, she's done some personal work, and then and she wants to, like, share that kind of um, ideology with people feels very much in keeping with, with Sydney in the last. And, and I really do actually like Sydney's arc. I think uh, we have a tendency to give this franchise a big pass on the way that it treats all the rest of the women in, its, in it because we like Sydney so much. But this one, to me, I was really, again, shocked by how shitty, with the exception of Kirby all of the other women are in this movie and that I found pulling me out of the movie in a way that I don't know that I was it I was I could allow myself to enjoy any of the plot because I kept getting presented with these like really tropey shitty um stereotypes about women over and over again um and I think as a movie plot wise it's pretty I mean, I I guess Jill is a twist, except for if you watch any of the other movies, it's all about her family and that family legacy. So it's didn't totally shock me. I think it's fine in terms of its plot um, and really kind of disappointing in terms of its characterization. I do also think that the twist is um like, tell me you're an angry boomer without telling me you're an angry boomer. It has like big if you, you could buy a home, if you stop eating avocado toast energy. Um so that was kind of a disappointment <laughs> and I think I'm just mostly bummed because my memory of it was pretty positive and then I was sort of let down when I revisited it I kind of wish I had left it to like where it was in my memory all right come for me Larry <laughs> oh, it's, it's Justin's turn what about oh, okay oh um so uh, honestly like I, I'm kind of in the same boat with Rachel uh I I I definitely think this is a better movie than three, but the problem is, is, I mean, you said it before, Rachel, like if you've seen a scream movie, you know, this movie, yeah. like it, it doesn't do anything to really like try to break away from it either. Like I understand it was trying to get back to, uh, well back away from scream three, but it almost like it went too hard. Yeah. Uh, it was basically like a weird Aurora Boris. Remake? Yeah. Like, redo, mm -hmm. basically? I felt like I was watching a Stab movie and not a Scream movie. Yeah, I mean, the, there was a whole thing about how they were trying to call back to Scream 1, to, I think, probably, tactic, tactics-wise, probably to remind you of, remember the good one? <laughs> but <laughs> it did lean so heavily into it that it was like, every other line was like, yeah, just like the first time mm -hmm. right yeah this is also just like the first time did you see me do that it was just like the first time and it was kind of like which makes me wonder about what what the rewrites were you know what i mean like right. it makes me wonder like because uh, i have my my suspicions on <laughs> I, I will also say i am never a fan of the ha 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 look we made a a, a movie about what happened like the stab stuff. Oh my God, the opening, like turducken. I, like... I was like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck is happening? I, I guess my larger question is: can, Does self-referential horror really work it, in the way that's like in the the prototype of Scream? Does it still work, or has that run its course? Personally, I think it's run its course. I, I it needs. I think Scream Five really has to like. I, I don't want to say try harder, but like it, it's got to do something different. It can't just be I like literally when I go see Scream Five, should I just expect to see Scream Two again? I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is Scream One was great, yeah. but Scream Four is not great because mm -hmm. it is basically Scream One again. Mm -hmm. But so yeah, I, I I'm kinda in the same like 
it was good compared to three. It was great, but right. <laughs> unfortunately, there have been like we've already seen one, and I just felt like I was watching it again with not as interesting characters, except for Kirby. Kirby's great. I, Kirby feels like she's from a different movie. I was like, how did you wander onto the set? <laughs> Which is funny because like all the stuff that I'd ever seen Hayden Pantier in before, mm-hmm. I was like, oh god, this is like an ice pick to my brain. Yeah. And then I saw her in this and was like, oh, she's great. Because did you ever see that clip? Like it's it's in a lot of memes or whatever of one of the Bring It On movies where they're <laughs> she's learning to crump. <laughs> And it's imagine having that on the internet. <laughs> oh my god! For her, <laughs> I know that is forever. Yeah, she's in her little blazers and her pixie haircut. I fucking love Kirby. I do, too. but I I challenge you to name another one of Jill's friends. Challenge you without looking at IMDb. Can you name Olivia? One? Oh, okay. I <laughs> if you put a gun to my head, I'd be like, pull the trigger. <laughs> Don't, let's not waste time here. I can't tell you a single other person's name in this movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I yeah, come on, Charlie. Justin. Which one's Charlie? Oh, yeah. Charlie is the film buff. Which one? He's the one with he's, the head. He's camera. a he's a Culkin. Oh, oh I, I, I thought you were talking about oh, Saw Two Kid. <laughs> and then you have uh, talking... Trevor, her creepy boyfriend. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the Saw I, Two Kid. I couldn't. Oh yeah, Saw Two Kid or like Headgear Kid. I I couldn't name a single person. But you can easily name characters from, like, Saw, you know, the first Saw from, from Scream 1, you know? So, like, Piper, or not Piper, Tatum. Piper is her character on Charmed. Let's move on. It was Paige, but yeah. It was a Paige? Yeah. All right, let's double move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? I've never, who? <laughs> Larry, you're very quiet. I have been I've been biding my time. I first want to say that Hayden Penetier will always be the little girl from Remember the Titans. Uh, oh, is... see, for me, she's always the cheerleader yeah, from Heroes. Same. Yes. I like... forgot she was in Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. So, I could not disagree more with Rachel and Justin. Uh, I think a lot of people tend to forget the. The formational kind of director that Wes Craven is, and what oh, you no. guys were what you guys were talking about with this film directly harkening back to the OG Scream and the characters refer- referencing it, it is literally almost exactly what happened in Scream Two when in its conversation of sequels, except this time it's about the reboot, right? And if you think back to two thousand eleven. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, because you three are all horror masters. I think we had had a Halloween reboot, a Friday the 13th reboot, a Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. We had had all these franchises, all these things rebooted, and you people can discuss their thoughts on that. So, and Wes Craven, as the director of one of those big monsters, uh, got to watch that. Uh... I tend to think that the only one of those that I mentioned that were of any worth was the Friday the 13th one. Um, just because I think that that was the first Friday the 13th movie that ever understood the assignment of what that franchise had become. I did not, as I mean, again, maybe I 
when Rachel said that it was all about Sydney's family, I guess I never even thought about it, but Jill caught me off guard. Um, Rory Culkin's character, Charlie, um, I should have seen that coming too, and I didn't. The betrayal of Kirby in the backyard was hard to watch and definitely got me to jump. And then I think just throughout this, we get to see what we had almost been asking for desperately in the void between Scream 2 and 3 in particular, and then all these years later, right? Let's see actual growth from Dewey, Gale, and Sydney. Um, the growth we get from Gale, I think I'm kind of in the camp of Rachel, is not on character. I think you it allowed me to believe that she gave up her career. No way, <clears throat> Dewey's little Dewey is that bomb. <laughs> I just yeah. don't fucking buy it. <laughs> well, and, and that was going to be my my comment is that I, it doesn't make sense only because, um, usually when in films or in writing or whatever, usually a woman takes a pause on her career. Even in society today, it's like this family rule, right? But that didn't even happen. Like, there's no real reason why it happened, other than to serve as the motivational factor for gale to want to get back out there and do do what she does best right investigative journalism and that's literally the only thing it serves as like a vehicle for so i'll I'll give you that but i do think that's very interesting because it shows that like gale has in this attempt to like be better to not be this selfish person she kind of gave up a part of herself and she's trying to re-tap into that um, I think it's funny to see that Dewey has gone back to lead the police force that he was once a part of, and now his uh, Mayberry attitude has tra- transcended the whole department. And once again, I think Nev Campbell's Sydney is just perfect. Like, yeah, she's it, great. She's great. It's just it. The character development and the steps that it goes are just fantastic. Um. I like how we are meant to believe that we are getting a new generation, right? And I think they do a pretty good job of it because I think a lot of the reboots either straight up ignore what happened in the past or they try to, like, reinvent it. And then the worst way would have been the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, which was just so awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, like, we have our old characters who mean something. We have the history that is still there. And we're trying to take a step forward. My big criticism for this film is that I don't think you can kill Sydney. I think for Sydney to die, it would have to be, there'd have to be a lot to happen. Um, And I say that because in Halloween H2O, we finally got Laurie Strode back, right? We finally got Jamie Lee Curtis to reprise her role, and that movie is fantastic. You can fight me on that if you want. And then we got Halloween Resurrection, and we kill her off in the first 15 minutes, and it's just terrible, and then the movie just continues to get worse. But in this franchise, I don't think you can... To kill Sydney, you have to do a lot. But this had the opportunity on multiple occasions to take out Gale or Dewey. Using their flaws, Dewey's dopiness or Gale's... No, his name is now Gooey. I'm sorry. (laughs) Their name is Gooey. Or or, or Gale's vanity. Um, And it should have happened. It it, it needed to happen. 
and it is the reason why I feel like this movie is is definitely lower than the other two, but it's also like a slightly lower than I would like to give it, is because if this was meant as like the start of a new trilogy, we have no new characters with the exception of who we'll talk about at the end of this review, Kirby, who I don't think is gone. Judy. What about Judy? She's oh not gone. Oh my god. But she but the thing is like she serves no point other than the Dewey foil, you know? Like like here She's yeah, I I and I think they will use her in the next one. Mm-hmm. Is she in it? I believe so. I can answer that. <laughs> no. Okay. All right, we're gonna stop there. Um so so that's my big problem is I think that once again we get a great like mirror reflected at the goofiness of reboots. I think that with the exception of Gail's career pause, we get the character growth from these three characters that we were wanting to see and how the return of Ghostface kind of causes them all to to use that character growth to confront him again. And I also think we get a really interesting like look at, cause like we, we get to see how these new characters are interacting with new technology, like phone apps that change your voice and hiding caller ID and all that jazz. Um, Oh my God. The next one's going to be all about TikTok, isn't it? Don't, I mean, <laughs> Hey, it, it. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm staying out of this conversation. It, it, it might be because oh, I just no. so recently watched Scream 3 that I would really like this, but I have always liked Scream 4. And I think it's because even though it isn't Scream 1 and Scream 2, it is much more a return to form than so many other franchises that try to like come back after a long hiatus, especially after a dud. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. So I... I, I like this movie. I mean, I've seen it multiple times. Um, I have a crush on, like, half the cast. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I Saw like it. Saw Two Kid, right? Huh? Am I right? Saw <laughs> Two <what>? Kid? <laughs> sure. <laughs> didn't even realize that until you said it this time. Because you said that earlier, too, then, didn't you? Well, did yeah, it, Saw Two Kid? Did yeah, did not recognize that as him. Yeah. The one who yeah. says, but I, I'm gay as a last ditch effort to save himself with the new rules so so yeah that's my thought yeah, Rand- I, randy 2.0 right oh no we're at 3.0 now right i um well randy i I, I really like this movie i i think it's yeah. great um but i do not think it reaches the echelon of the first two okay okay yeah anybody have anything else before we move on to cinematography I mean, it sounds like your argument is it's bad, but it's bad because it's on purpose. <laughs> I kn- I don't think it's bad. I- well, I mean, I think, I mean, if you think it's it been 11 years, I think it kind of makes sense that they would go in the route of let's remind people of what made this franchise great in the first place because mm-hmm. Scream 3 is a huge, huge blot yes. on this. You can say giant turd. You know? It's okay. So we it's all a giant. It. It's a giant turd <laughs> on the timeline of Scream. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I, and I think, it is it's something that is I think it's heavily affected by context in that if you had watched Scream for eleven years after the last time you watched a Scream movie, yeah, I think it would make more sense contextually that it calls back so much to the first one because it's trying to reset that stage yes. of be like, We're gonna give this a second shot. Remember 
the good things. Mm-hmm. We'll do better this time. But yeah. given that we just watched mm-hmm. Scream 3, I think puts it in a different light of, but we just saw this. Yeah. And, you know? and it, so it, I think it is context-based. And it's yeah. also, like, reserved fair. because, like, we, like, there's so many things it could have done that would have, like, kind of went into what Justin and Rachel were talking about. Like, we don't revisit the old house. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. we're in Woodsboro, but we don't go back to the high school. Like, we're in the same setting, but we're in different environments. And so it's like, it goes, like, it goes with what, like, what, I, what I was trying to say is, like, it knows what works. It knows the formula that people want to see and that would make screen movies good. And it also knows, as a reboot, it has to call back to stuff. But it doesn't feel like it's, like, hanging its hat on nostalgia. Really? Because, see, I it feel is like, like it the is... the first movie again. It is an Aurora board. Like, it is so... It is stopped parodying or commenting on horror at large. And is so in, invested in its own lore at this point. Oh, my gosh. But I... I... I guess I, maybe it's because I like the lore or I, I like it, but I mean, I there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, to say that it 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 it, it like, is very in love with its own its own. But lore. but why why if you take out Scream Three, why why would it not be? What I'm saying is that the original film was was referencing other films and horror. This one has now like everything in it is a reference to the previous films. It is referencing itself. And but, I get that it's kind of a yeah. recap of a movie, but that doesn't necessarily mean like maybe if you hadn't seen it for 10 years, I will I will totally go down that argument with you. Like it's been 10 years since you've seen the other movies, so it feels fresh again. But if you watch these back to back to back, like this has n- nothing new to say except for that young people want to be famous to be famous like that's kind but of isn't that something to say though too though like do you not agree with that i mean it is something to say i don't know that it's an interesting thing to say <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's something that could be said <laughs> i mean i i think that so i didn't i didn't know when to put this in here but this is something that i watched especially this time that really kind of i was gonna say for how scary but we'll talk about it here is that I think that that message of kids are trying to be famous and they don't care how they do it is very telling about the times that we're in. And I think we have seen a lot of that because they're talking about like, like live streaming the violence, right? We have seen real world instances of people doing that on Facebook and mm-hmm. like Twitter. You, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to reference the actual situations, but this has happened. And I am I am never going to be this is gonna be the first time we're talking about how like culture or how like films cause violence, but like I think there is something to be talked about. Like I don't know if it necessarily is Scream Four is the vehicle for that. That I, I think that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Because like th- that was something that definitely caught me off guard and I hadn't really thought about that because back in two thousand eleven, I mean that was like two years after I graduated high school. Like like this kind of s- technology hadn't really reached the level they were kind of hinting at. Like, now you literally can, I mean, Rachel, you live in San Fran. I'm sure you see, if you brave the streets, the influencers that get made fun of so much on social media and TikTok of people sitting by themselves or standing in front of walls with a camera on a fucking tripod, like, dancing in the middle of the street. Like, like this is almost, like, this is 11 years ahead of its time, almost. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was going to save it for how scary, because, like, it called its shot. And as far as it calling back to scream like that was what it was trying to do it was talking about rebooting 
And maybe it wasn't talking about the rebooting of other franchises, but it was specifically talking about rebooting the Scream franchise. And if you're going to do that, you have to know its lore, you have to know its characters, and you have to know the beats. I mean, nothing that you're saying is not true. It absolutely is true. I guess it's just that it to me scream is not is best when it ha- is like making it, when it's a love letter to horror in general as opposed to to itself. Yeah, I mean hmm. and I don't think of it as a as a, a franchise that is like really um I wouldn't I would not categorize it as something that is like um social social horror, cultural horror. Like it's in terms of like uh talking about like systemic stuff you know yeah it's it that is not really what it is yeah and i don't know that it necessarily i feel like if it's attempting that it's fighting above its its weight or whatever i don't don't even know if it was attempting it punching above its weight i don't know yeah well i don't even know if it's meant to you know like i i don't know if 11 years ago when they wrote this about like people having cameras on their heads walking around filming their everyday lives like like, go on Twitch. You can do that right. You can watch people do that right now. Like, I don't know if they realized mm-hmm. how close to the nail they were hitting when swinging this hammer. Right. I mean, I, that's probably true. Which is that's why what... I was going to say that for how scary. Because, like, right. I remember watching this and thinking, like, there's never that's, – that's goofy. Like, what, what are we doing? And then now here you are. But as far as plot goes, I think – I think it's important that you appreciate that, that the franchise appreciates its lore and its roots because the hardcore but, fan, which I'll put myself in that category, knows it. So I would say the majority. Right, so, of, but it's go, turning into fan service of itself. Is that really, is that really what Scream is? I mean, it is what it is now, but if you think about Scream, when you think about it, you think about it, talking about like larger horror trends when you think about the og scream yes but I, i've right. i've been very open that my favorite scream is scream too right but it's still talking about friday the 13th it's not talking it's it, all of its references are not scream one scream two's plot is like so like it's it's ciphered through other horror films it's ciphered through other tropes that are larger when we get yeah. to three and four it is like smelling its own farts yeah but Okay, so my question to you then is what – so Scream, the original Scream was tackling the history of the franchise. Scream 2 tackled the idea of the sequel. Scream 3 was a confession letter from Harvey Weinstein. And, <laughs> Correct. And, Accurate. And, and Scream 4, like, in my opinion, and this might piss a lot of people off because, again, I like this franchise. Like, I pushed for this mini season. Mm-hmm. I do not think, with the exception of Saw, there is another horror franchise that was kicking at that time. There was no reason to talk about the history and the OG films because we had already done that with Scream. We didn't need to talk sequels anymore because Scream 2 did it so well. Like, Scream is now a beacon of its own like scream deserves the credit that it has in my opinion in the horror franchise for revitalizing the slasher and kind of changing the way we approach it i see nothing wrong with a film in the franchise attempting to start its own trilogy 
paying good homage to the original and saying like this is the beats that work this is the way that it works and when we do it this way it works well because i truly cannot think of another franchise that is on that kind of plateau well, yeah, because you love it. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I, I think the only other, like you said, there's Saw, I guess this, and I th- was Paranormal Activity going? But it's not slasher. I don't. But, I mean, it was no. speaking to subgenres. It wasn't just yeah. speaking to one. I mean, even the earliest ones were talking about multiple films, right? There were other movements that had taken place in the 10 years between those. They, they could have been talking about. In the about slasher the- realm? Uh, they could have been talking about French extremism. They could be talking about all of the Japanese horror that came out. Like there were all kinds of horror movements that happened in between those two films. And it does not explore. It does not update itself in any way by actually reflecting the horror movements that have happened in the meantime. And I won't spoil anything about the new movie, but one of the things about the new movie is that it is returning to that idea of, of talking about larger horror movies instead of just itself. And that's why I'm curious how it's going to do. That's why I've kind of taken a lot of like blinders to this new one. I think that's the right way to go. Yeah. Because for for me, like I I just do strongly think like scream, the OG scream was a meta reflection of what slashers had become, what slashers once were and what slashers could potentially be. And when scream four came out, Yes, like you talked about the other kind of subgenres in the movies that Justin talked about the paranormal activities and stuff, but slashers had died. With the exception of Saw, which was torture porn, slashers died. Right. I mean, and that's true prior to the original Scream. Like, slashers and, were and, in and the that's, toilet. And, and I guess that's kind of like my larger point is that if Scream revitalized the slasher back in 96, mm-hmm. slashers had since died. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. Scream 4 directly reference the movie that revitalized the slasher genre? If it was going, if it was attempting to be that I mean, reboot. I can follow that logic. I see what you're saying. Like, and I think ultimately this becomes like, a, it's just subjective. Like you're Absolutely. comfortable with that. And that's great. And I don't want to lo- yuck your yum. If you love it and you think it's brilliant, then that's great. Because that's more happiness. This ain't brilliant. You. Just not bad. But you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I'm speaking hyperbolically, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yes. I guess uh, to me, that breaks with parts of the things that I loved about Scream. I think it went off the rail when it deviated from being a, a you know, talking about a larger genre instead of just itself. The more okay. it, navel gazing it got, the less interesting it became to me. Because to me, as much as I like those first two movies, they're, I'm not, like, they're not. They're, the lore is not that compelling that I need to constantly be revisiting, especially considering they sidelined Sydney in the second movie or the third movie. And this time, because they're trying to make this transition, she's largely sidelined again. So now I'm watching, you know, a younger generation of people that they're trying to center for this trilogy talking about these these movies that came before them. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm grumpy and old, but I'm just like, that's that not that interesting to me. I would never I call wanna, you old. I mean... Depends on, <laughs> depends on the day. <laughs> Sometimes I feel fucking old, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I, I, I think you're the, right. The wit, the, I think it's missing the wit. You know what I mean? Like yes. there was something incredibly clever about the way that the first two movies 
like talked about horror and the way that they played with those tropes like when you get the reveal of who the killer is in the second one and you have that kind of horror movie fan moment of being like this is really smart in terms of like within the film itself but also on a larger level when we get to the third movie the reveal is that this girl wants her 15 minutes of fame that doesn't have the same kind of cleverness and the same kind of love letter to the genre. It, there's a cynicism to it that there is, is kind there of is joyless. Definitely to me. a cynicism. I will give you that. Yeah, and I, I think you were right. I do think that now we are at a point where it is like a subjective taste. Like, yeah, because I, I, as someone who does like the slasher genre, I, I do feel like this is a good slasher film and. But I am also 110%, even though I like the cast, as we'll talk about in audio, and we've already discussed this one character, but Randy, for the issues that you presented, put that to the side for a moment, (laughs) the character portrayal by Jamie Kennedy, his knowledge of the franchise, but his love of horror and his Mm -hmm. ability to kind of give that kind of frantic energy across is brilliant and then we also get that from billy loomis and Stu maker mm-hmm. in a much lesser way but like the characters are kind of aware we have yeah. two characters primarily in this movie that have that knowledge kirby who i think we could all agree best outside of the tri- the main three is the best character in the movie mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely yes. and then charlie mm-hmm but Charlie is played off as a uh, like moody, moodier and less. Uh... Just say incel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. Incel version of Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to give the exact same criticism of Randy for Charlie, I no fights for me. Um, yeah. I mean. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is also a problem you were talking about because those are my two big issues with this film. One, they needed to have balls and they had to kill one of the big three. They just had to. I understand not wanting to kill Sydney because if you're going to do that, you, you you're gonna have you're gonna have to do something special. Yeah. And you had your chance with both Dewey and Gale, and I. Honest to I God, think it's gonna be Gale. I think don't Gale that's what I was yeah. thinking too. I yeah. do not understand why they didn't kill Gale in this movie. I don't. I, I guess maybe they're like, we've hit our misogyny quota. Let's let her live. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw him a bone. <laughs> I wish you know what? I'm as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about like what would I do? I wish they had reference in this, and I think there's a way that we could split the difference, and that is. What if they were to reference all of the impact they had on horror instead of itself in the last 10 years? Like, Sydney was such an influence. Like, she kind of reinvented the final girl. Why? I wish we had gone down that kind of path. I think we almost had an opportunity to do that when it came to her book and her conversation with uh, Alison Bree's character. Oh, don't talk about Alison Bree's character. But they chose to not do that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, they highlighted the fact that Sydney's a fucking awesome person, but they didn't really go down. But, I mean, like, if they were going to bring in a new generation, they should have. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe in this next movie it would have been Kirby. And then. Uh, yeah, because she's it, not dead. I, that's, I, I had not heard, or, like, that theory, which is 
a shame, you know, because she, to me, she felt like the only thing fresh yeah. in this. And yeah. and I was just like, here we go. Let's play yeah, I, I, I firmly believe that Kirby's not dead. We didn't see her die on camera. If you go to, like, plot summary mm-hmm. pages, it never says she's dead. It says that she bled. That's she was left to bleed out. Okay, um, that's really interesting. I, uh, I, I firmly believe that Kirby is still alive. We'll Team see how it's addressed alive. in five. Mm-hmm. But um, until I watch that movie, I have, I do not believe she's dead. Her character is dead. I don't. Okay. Because we'll I just... think that they should have hung their hat on that character because that would have been a Kirby far Kirby could have very easily take. been your new Sydney. Kirby could have been the person who survives at the end of the third film in this new scream trilogy they were planning on building and sydney could have died and, and kirby could have went on like that's how good of a character you had on your hands yeah yeah oh, that would have been kind of cool yeah i mean i yeah i wish that they had like let me write them let me write them guys to... call me up yeah right <laughs> let's cut judy let's cut Bree anderson what's her name allison Bree's allison character Bree. and let's spend a lot more time with kirby and i would have a very <clears> different <throat> opinion of this movie yes and then so i was going to talk about performances and audio but you have mentioned several times this misogynistic feeling you're getting can you explain yeah. a little bit more well, uh, let's take a look at what happens to all the women in this movie. There Wait, is, that, is okay. Oh, go ahead and go. Go ahead. I mean, would you do you feel that um, Allison Brie's character is a positive or accurate representation of women? I feel that Allison Brie's character is a po- is a accurate representation of what we get of any kind of agent. I see Allison's Brie character as being very similar to uh, Douchebag from uh, Entourage. She was in Family Man, Rachel. These are two things that are very much outside my scope. <laughs> no, you watched watch Family Man with me. Family Man. Oh, oh, I was hearing Family Guy. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought Jeremy he said, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Yes, I, I, I think Allison's Brie character is the exact same. You want to talk about Monday Night Football, scene. too? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think Allison Brie's character is in the exact same bloodline of Jeremy Piven's character in Entourage. Yeah, okay. Well, then let's – fine. Fair. I mean, I disagree. I, I think it is an incredibly sexist uh, trope that plays into the idea of what, you know – uh, that that is a, an exaggerated version of the issues that I have always had with the Gale character, but you know, fine. Like, l- let's move on to Judy. Can we talk about Judy? Do you feel like she's not a sexist character? Oof. Okay, so I want to bring ex- Judy. I want to bring. I mean, like, I wanna, I wanna and the Judy dynamic down. that it creates with Gale is not like playing into like weird sexist tropes. Like, yeah, she I want to bring. A... I want to bring Judy down into two. I think. The attempt to make her a new Dewey as kind of like a goofy Mayberry kind of cop. Mm-hmm. I made lemon squares. Yes. I, I can't. I can't. Like is, I, flames on the side of my face. I is, up. bring back Randy. <laughs> oh my god! I hate it, the Judy character. Whoa. Is 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 annoying, and I don't like. You still have Dewey. You don't. You don't need a new Dewey. You don't need a new Gale, and you don't need a new Sydney. You can do new care. You can just do brand new characters because the world is big enough for them to exist. But um, see, she's not just a Dewey. She's like a like sexually predatory. And, and that dumb. was going to. But I was I was breaking down in the two. Okay, I was just sorry, say sorry, the, the, sorry. The, I'm fired up. <laughs> I know the Dewey part of her. I think was a lazy attempt, and it didn't work for me. 
no idea why she has to be so sexually predatory and like coming after gail's man and why it has to be like that don't understand why that has to be a part of her character don't understand what that was written in there i would be willing to put some serious money down that that was probably our friend from scream 3 bringing that shit in hearing if honestly that was literally what i thought when you told when mars told us about the new writer i was like this does not feel like kevin williamson yeah kevin williamson has no problem with love triangles in his in his in his shit trust me i've watched a lot of his stuff she's both (laughs) dumb and sexually predatory like and the thing is is to say that she's a dewey character is inaccurate actually because he's not dumb he's he's his, he's incredibly but, sweet. But, yeah, he's and, incredibly and, but that's what sweet. I'm saying is I think it was an attempt by a lazy writer to do that. Yeah, I just think the writer hates her, and it's clear. <laughs> um, and she's you know like you're spo- you're supposed to hate her. You're supposed to hope that she died when she gets shot by Jill. Yeah, like, and I I'm just like really we're gonna just. Uh, uh, with the exception of Kirby, every other woman that is added to this is either like a an empty vessel a, like sexually predatory like it's a scummy agent like you said like there are it's just i have a treatment of women there is like i feel like there is a feeling that women have a lack of intellect and internal life in these movies with the exception of sydney and to a degree gail i have a counterpoint okay anna paquin and Kristen bell <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I was like, how, can we, how many women can we watch get penetrated by knives? Like, I actually, so we, we've, we've dived into a lot with this movie, but um, I actually like the double fake out stab shit. Like, you, Rachel, you were talking about too. how you wanted more of a criticism <laughs> of what the genre had become. That was it. Okay. I like the Fair. opening. I you do. do too, Mars? Okay, cool. I do. But it, it's, it's just like, like straight up like like stupid goofiness, right? Like Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's exactly like you're right. It this these movies are this ridiculous yeah. usually. Like Okay. Fair. Because because that okay. would have been what you I'll wanted, right, Rachel? It was more of like a larger discussion. Like that would have been the, the through line they could have done if that's what they decided to do. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I again this is a comes back to a subjective place are you wrong no you're not did it work for me yeah okay so i I have, I have one last question we'll give it a score justin i'm sorry it's going on so late um i i'm curious you brought up like the misogyny and hating women characters and like, their portrayal and stuff yeah how is this any different than how the slasher genre out of a, as a whole treats its characters i think it's a unique situation when we so... get a slasher film that respects any of its characters, let alone female. And I think that's why we like our Sydneys. It's why we like our um, Jamie Lee Curtis's. It's, it's why the good ones stand out so much is because in this vast genre, we get so much shit. So I don't really like slashers. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, then. All right. And then we can move on. I mean, Perfect. That, there you go. That's why whenever you guys are like, let's do slasher trivia, I'm like, well. I'm fucked <laughs> because I mean, honestly, a big part of it is this reason that there are a handful of female characters and slashers that are like Sydney is definitely a standout, but for the most part as a genre, it doesn't treat women very well, but this one 
calls itself the self-aware one. This is the one that's supposed to be different. And that's why I think I hold it to a particular standard. I will say, though, that in the last couple of years, this last year, 2021 in particular, my opinion of cha is changing about slashers because it is being reclaimed and rewritten by a lot of women directors. All of the best slashers that came out in 2021 were women directed because a lot of times they're more effectively doing the thing that Scream is supposed to be doing and exploring and critiquing and um, parodying the slasher genre. I think if you want your new Scream, just go watch the remake of Slumber Party Massacre by Dineshka Eskerhazy. That, that is one that does a great send up of slashers. Um, I guess I thought David Gordon Green directed Halloween Kills. What? Oh my god. <laughs> you want to talk about a movie that leans into the trash dumpster fire of the treatment of women? Let me. Uh, that movie is written like fanfic for the p a very particular part of the audience that did not like the first movie. Like it, everything that was great about the first movie that made m angry men on Twitter like lose their shit on Twitter. Like it's like David Green was like, okay, oh let me let me jot that down, put that on a post note. That's going in the movie. Oh like, man, it what is, did you say about me who liked them both? The first one's great. You're correct about the first. One. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> All right, we gotta move on. Justin's tired. I know he is. Okay, for plot, I gave it a seven and a half. Justin, I gave it a four. My lord, Rachel, I didn't like it. It was just like a retread of the first one, really, but not as well. Oof. Rachel, it was it was fine. I'll give it a five. Oh Mars, I see you're muted. Come come in here and help me with a better number. We will move on. My name is Mars, and I give it a five. I don't believe that. I think she probably gave it, she probably gave it a 10. No, you're right. It, she, I think she gave it like a 2. Oh, you <laughs> Cinematography. So we will come back to Mars' score when she comes back. Um, cinematography. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice the CGI blade. Did you guys? I didn't at all, but it does like make sense of why some of the stabbings were kind of awkward. Specifically... Um the jill characters like yeah she does a couple stabs and i was like "Ooh, that was weird but how could i can't blame her <laughs> there yeah. was no fucking knife there okay quick pause mars you are back i need your plot score okay <laughs> so did you hear all of our plot scores no Good. i was peeing oh, <laughs> she will okay. be tainted by you too uh i gave uh, it a four rachel gave it a five and Larry gave it like a two. Seven and a half. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I, and I understand this is totally a subjective extra point. I had to give it an extra point because I actually really do love the nostalgia factor of hearing about them referencing uh, Billy and Stu oh, and things like you that. So and I know good. it was a little bit, What? No, I'm giving you. I'm just so happy you're here. I'm just so grateful. Oh, he said that. He all I heard, Melanie, never liked you. I heard him. <laughs> all I heard was what sounded like a disappointed tone, and I was like, "Are you turning?" No, on I was, me I was, I was just saying you're so good. I That's all I said. That's all I was saying. <laughs> I I actually really love. I mean, yeah, I do agree. It gets real heavy-handed, and it's like, all right, we get it. You know your history, but I I it makes I love the nostalgia factor of actually talking about details from the first one. I gave it a six. Perfect. It's not dead yet. Okay, so cinematography, we talked a little bit about the CGI <laughs> knife blades. 
Um, one of the things for me that really sticks out from this film than the ones previous is my god they uh they embrace the gore my top note the blood is back yay Um, the olivia (laughs) death scene in the blood in that room when Mm -hmm. um sydney gets up there and our guts holy Mm -hmm. shit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now we're talking and the thing is is like I mean, you want to push a franchise into a new direction and get away from kind of the shenanigans of three? Embrace the gore. And they did. Like, even obviously, we have the kind of goofy double opening, right? But when Anna Packwood gets stabbed in the gut, like, that was fucking heavy, too. Like, that was hard to watch. And there's just a lot of scenes like that. She, uh, Jill shoots her boyfriend's penis off. I forgot that happened. That is a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> uh and when like, it, it's kind of goofy like rachel mentioned about running into the wall with the, with the fake cgi blade but it's also like really intense like i kind of liked that and i don't know I, I feel like the gore in this was was good i i'm not someone who really embraces like like i'm not a big hostile guy i'm not like the saw stuff i, I actually like the lore of saw more than i like the violence in saw so I, I'm surprised you don't like Hostel only because you love – I can't think of his name. Eli Roth? Horrible. I'm just, yeah, I, don't you love Eli Roth? I love Cabin Fever. Hmm. <laughs> is, that, is that noise from Rachel? No. no from me. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man, we, we should all get together after long weeks more often. Um. This is a spicy one. Yes, I, when you said it's spicy, four. I was like, <laughs> I, this one I thought was going to be so uncontroversial. And then also I was like, I'm so tired. I'm going to be like a dud. And then look, here we are. We're like, <laughs> spicy, spicy. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think the gore was elevated and it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. The webcam shoot, shooting and footage and stuff. I'm happy they didn't go Blair Witchy with it, because I don't need that in my life or a paranormal activity or anything like that. But you love. I was Blair like Witch. noted Blair Witch hater over here. Yeah, I know. Jeez, Larry. Well, the thing is, is no one has done anything unique with that to justify trying to do what Blair did. The only two movies I can think of that come close, and they are close because they're good movies, are Digging Up the Marrow. Which, Justin, once again, thank you for sharing that with me. Dope movie. No problem. And um, Grave Encounters. Mm, yeah. If you haven't seen Grave Encounters, I I cannot recommend that film more. That is a good movie. It will it will keep you up at night. And I, 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 I do mean that. Have you seen it, Rachel? You're... Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. I've seen it. Justin, have you? I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I don't. I it's Canadian, Justin. Oh, so I must know. <laughs> so basically, Justin, the, the very simple premise is that it's, you know, Zach Bagan, the Ghost Ventures shit? No. We talk about this almost every week, I feel like. You don't know who Zach Baggins is? No. <gasps> We're taking him to the museum when we go to Vegas. <laughs> He is the most amazing ghost yes. hunter because he's got the, like, Jersey Shore hair. He's got a barbed wire armband tattoo. And he goes into haunted places going, come at me, ghost. Scratch me. He's the biggest douchebag on TV. And then, but I and then when he, watch him like, always. 
he's yeah, and so then rich. he claims to get scratched, and he's like, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> like, because you busted into a ghost house, you screamed, "Come at me, ghost! Scratch me!" But it scratches Justin. you, and then he's like all wounded, like, "Oh, why did he? Why did you do that to me? Just, why?" Justin, like, he bought a he bought a haunted house and made a whole documentary about how it made him go blind. Now he has wear glasses now. <laughs> it's God. it's the best shit ever. He's amazing he wrote a book did you know this larry he wrote a no book. he didn't i'm going on amazon right he now wrote a, it. he wrote a book documenting his like it's an autobiography oh my god yes <laughs> fuck yes zach baggins but just great so great i'm dropping i'm dropping gifts in the in the discord don't worry I'm it's, on called, it. it's called dark world I'm, I'm putting it in my cart and buying it Devin, don't get mad um <laughs> But but Justin, uh, Grave Encounters is a movie that uh, kind of feels like a parody at first about like the Ghost Adventures Zach Baggins of the world, and it quickly becomes horror. And it is interesting. Good. Like like I I I think you'll like it. Is it like a oh, what was that movie like Hell House LLC or whatever? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good yeah, one too. Yeah, I think so. I haven't, I haven't seen that, but I, I've, I have seen a little bit. Oh, Rachel put some gifts of Zach Baggins. What a douchebag. God bless him. <laughs> God damn. Okay, Justin, I'm so sorry. You got to be so tired. Okay. Uh, didn't notice the CGI blade. Makes a lot of sense. God bless the gore. Um, they didn't focus too much on the head cam shooting because we would have got Halloween Resurrection and no one likes that. Um, anything else? Like, it, it's, it's Wes Craven. You know, like, I, I mean, I feel like it's very consistent with the other films in yeah. terms of the look, which is is very effective, especially if you want to like slip into the scream mood. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, is there is one really subtle moment, and, I, and it's going to be about a character I hate, so brace yourself. Um, the Judy in the shadows reveal when she's coming Ooh. up the stairs to talk to Sydney is pretty fucking great. The way that she slips out of shadow and it's just like eyes at first. I know that this yeah. is a movie that is like all about red herrings. This one to me is the best um, executed red herring. I in forgot the about film. that. Good call, it's, Rachel. It's really, really good. And you're like, ah, that's these are the little moments that you're like, yep, we're dealing with a master of horror because it's a, it's a woman standing in a stairway and it's genuinely terrifying. Good call. I, I totally Agreed. forgot about that scene. That's yeah. a great call. See, I'm not a hater. I can rec- I can say when things are good. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's okay. We'll get you there. We'll get just you there. sprinkle a little uh, hate on it. <laughs> um, so for cinematography, uh, I gave it a seven. I loved the increase in gore. Um, but it wasn't like a back to like a scream to return to form like that much. So I gave it a seven. Justin. I also gave it a seven. Perfect. Rachel? Sevens across the board. All right. And Mars. Also seven. Okay, okay. And I think seven's pretty fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now this one I'm curious about. So it's audio. Mm. Um, we mm, get the themes tough. return. We get actual Marco Beltrami, um, Dewey's theme, and just like the right kind of vibe is back to this movie. So I think we could all agree that's a, a healthy change from Scream 3. Agree. Okay. Yeah. Did we get the Dewey theme? I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. that's actually what I played. He played uh, it like for the, the opening. Okay. The, okay. Yeah. Good. Good. It's very important. Um, okay. So let me start off in the order of characters who I think people will fight with me the least. 
<laughs> okay. Nev Campbell. Fantastic once again. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kirby, played by Hayden Panettiere, is just brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Best addition since, uh, yeah, best addition. Yeah, best addition at all. Yeah, yeah I, I fully agree. Yeah. Um, and we will talk, actually, a little bit more about Hayden Panettiere after the review, so stick around for that. Um, That's what we call a tease in the business. <laughs> David Arquette <laughs> and Courtney Cox. Once again, bring their characters to life, and in my opinion, we got to see character growth. I I again think that uh, Courtney Cox is just in it because Friends is over. <laughs> like she doesn't, she feels like she is barely in this. So that's again. true. So I I would push back only so much. At- I'm not, I'm not saying uh, okay. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're okay. I was the only reason I pushed back is that her and David Arquette divorced, and if she didn't want to be a part of this, she could have like not. Like I feel like she actually does have a love for the franchise that goes more than just a paycheck. But that's my own opinion because, especially when you hang like the fact that they're divorced on it. Well, yeah. Well, kill her off then. I wanted them to. <laughs> I thought they no. Should. I agree. I, well, no, I'm not fighting with you. I'm saying, I, you know, I, I don't think that. Oh man, they should have. You think they, they should kill Courtney Co- Gale? That's the one you. I, that's the one I think is going to die. But you think she should die? I don't think she should die. I definitely think Dewey is actually the one who should Dang die. Dewey should have died in two, uh, in my humble opinion. That would have been sad though, because we were still very invested in that. It would have been sad, yeah. but would have been good. Well, but that's the thing is, yeah, it would have been effective. Yeah. Um, I, I again, I, I just think Dewey's the one who should die. But no, I think it's I think it's going to be Gail. Yeah, the disposability she... of middle-aged women will rear its head. <laughs> I mean, it is scream we're talking about, they're right? They're so, so in love with Dewey. Dewey is gonna be. He fine. he has his own theme that has yeah. returned time and time again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Allison Brie, fantastic, right, Rachel? Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, so I think then there's like this middle tier of characters who give good performances but there's nothing really to write home about where's Joe? where's uh the the judy don't you love her no judy is definitely going to be okay. in a category that will be coming later <laughs> okay, okay. The, the, the the middle tier of characters to me includes like rory colkin's character right like he's an incel but i think the performance is done very well i think he fits that mode well Emma Roberts, I love you. I'm sorry. I also think you fall in this category. I think you bring the character that they wrote to screen very well, but I know you can do more because I've seen you in American Horror Story. She's so great in and season three. Yes. So I, I think that there's like this middle tier of characters, and I would also put in like the Kristen Bell and the Anna Paquin and the Lucy Hale and Sinead Grimes in that same area. Okay. Really? Okay. I... I I, I like them for what they're Dude, doing. Dude, they were in it for like half a second. Yeah, but, but, but like, like, shut but up. It's we're watching fun, a movie. But it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, it's not like they're bad, but they're just sort of there. Yeah, and it's just fun. Like, they understood the assignment well enough to do what needed done. They aren't transcendent like the big four. But they're good. Oh, they're, they're, they're just in a, they're in a lower category for me because, again, it's just. Sure. It's the same joke from two again. Well, actually, scary movie, kind of. There you go. 
Yeah, sorry. I keep mix, mixing those two up. We, we, we have gotten so meta, we have lost ourselves like poor Randy. Not the one from this franchise. <laughs> Rachel's partner. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? I was going to say. He's lost in the metaverse. <laughs> we're lost. Oh! <laughs> I was like, wow, we're getting personal? What's happening? <laughs> You're lucky I like Devin so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, to me, you have your bottom tier. In the bottom tier for me, sorry, Allison Brie, but Woof. your characters down here, Kate Roberts, Jill's mom, um, Daphne, Judy, yeah. and Trevor, because I think uh, Nico Tortorella, who's the actor who tried to mm-hmm. be Trevor, uh, drank a little too much of uh, Skeet Ulrich's bath water. And uh, didn't like really understand what he was supposed to be doing. And they're a decent actor in other things. Yeah, but in this one, I just no, no, no. Yeah. So for me, like, there's like three tiers. There's transcendent, like iconic. Just I will take them every single time you give them to me, and I'll be very grateful for it. There's you did your part for the movie, and then there's like just don't come back. For me. Yeah. I think about, I mostly yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a that. pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate ranking. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, is there anything else for audio before we move on? Oh, and and sorry, um, I forgot one thing. Roger Jackson as Ghostface's voice has to always be Ghostface's voice. Don't do what MTV did for two seasons and not do it. Like, it's it's. I feel him, like they should bring in no the one. voice from Spiral. That would be good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking no? voice from Spiral. <laughs> Um, didn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't he the screen TV guy, too? Only in the last season. Really? In the first two seasons, he was not. In the third season, he was. And remember, it all got started with Mars Attacks with Mr. Jackson. He was the voice of the computer. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. No, no, that wasn't like a bad size. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. It's not, it's not like, it's not like yeah, a fight outside my apartment. Yeah, you and Rachel, apparently. Jeez, guys, like, is everything going to be okay after this? Or... Oh, doors are slamming. People are, oh, man, what is going on? Okay. Uh, I wonder if they overheard last... us and they were like, they also disagreed about screen <laughs> Sorry, Mars, I cut you off. Uh, my only last two thoughts on this sure. are um, – I do appreciate the lack of Gale Bangs. Yes, very good call. Mm-hmm. Let's do a very slow much. clap for the death of the Gale Bangs because, <sighs> man, that was a bad decision all around. Don't, oh, man, never again. Don't listen to and... David Arquette for hair. <laughs> Notice they're divorced, right? <laughs> yeah, that was probably when she watched that film. was like, uh, yeah, we're done. <laughs> I just, I like, every time Gale was on screen, I was just like, overcome with relief as if the bangs were gonna like just pop back up again for some reason i don't know like those bangs have like ghost is gonna hold her down upstairs in the the hayloft and like time for a haircut and she's just gonna walk down with the bangs and and then die from fear okay continue um and and my last one is purely speculation as far as uh gail's character giving up her career how unbelievable will we find that there uh so the original 
Scream 4 script had Gale and Dewey with a baby. And then they decided uh, that that wasn't going to work for a multitude of reasons. But it makes me wonder if there were some leftover factors of that storyline. Yeah, because in this we talked about earlier, right? Is like, Mm. yeah, there is a beat. There is a cultural norm that fits that. It's not something good. And it's something that I think a lot of people are pushing against. I mean, I know that for Devin and I, it's. No, I mean it's it's a gross it's a it's a gross but trope. it's a, but yes. I, it makes it's still a trope and it makes me wonder if that that is a leftover factor of the whole Gale and Dewey have a baby and maybe they got rid of thing. it also as a way to make you think that Gale could die because like if Gale had a newborn like there's no way like this franchise isn't pushing oh, shit yeah. that far um, yeah so or my other bit of speculation is uh you know when Dewey proposed Gale was going through a fashion crisis maybe she felt weak and vulnerable and she was like yeah that's right I can't leave this town the world cannot see me I need to get off of TV Cougar Town yeah. is calling my name oh man okay audio that's just but speculation I, I but, like your you speculation know, I like it audio I. I gave it a seven. I was tempted to give it a six, but the the returning court is a great job. And honest to God, Hayden Panettiere is just, she's just so fucking cool in this movie. So I, I gave it a seven. Uh, Justin. I actually did give it a six. Okay. Rachel. Okay. So in audio, I know we talk about acting, but it isn't necessarily writing of the characters, right? Like it's just. The, the writing their... mainly is should fall in the plot. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, because that will definitely impact my, like... Yeah, if, uh, there's, there's a, more performance here. Okay, I think there, like you said, there's a pretty broad range in terms of performances. <laughs> and the ones that are strong are strong. Yeah. And I don't think you can deny that. And there's even some fun cameos with, like, we didn't even talk about Adam Brody and stuff. Like, there's oh, some fun yeah, stuff yeah, in yeah. here. Oh, yeah. But then there's some real stinkers. So I'm going to, I'm going to, am I not merciful? I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, thank you. Mars. I am also giving it a seven. Cool. Perfect. All right, guys, we have doubled already the score from uh, Scream 3, so we're doing great, and we have a whole <laughs> category left to go. Ooh, and that Ooh. was going to be a tough bar to pass. <laughs> tell you why. Okay, how scary. Um, Justin, since mm. I feel your flame burning out up there in the maple syrup mountains. Um, maple syrup mountains? <laughs> <laughs> what what how what were your thoughts on the scariness of Scream Four? Um, so I, I am just gonna keep it brief because I feel like uh, you guys will have a lot more to say well, on we this than hear what I. You say too. Uh, oh, I just honestly, I I just don't think that I think this is just as unscary as Scream okay. Three. I, I don't think there's much here. Uh, for me, anyways, obviously. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know because it was following so closely. Uh, Saw One. Uh, you, you almost kind of expected what was next, and nothing really like you mean scream jumped one. out at me. <laughs> What's you that? Saw one. You you saw mean one. Scream one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we, we have gone too, me- gone too meta. We we have we have fallen in. Yeah, I, I just uh, I don't know. I just I I I really did not find it scary at all. Okay, Mars. Uh, there are actually. I mean, I definitely found this one more scary than Scream yes. Three. Uh, there are some some parts of it that actually were like scary, intense, like um, Ghostface in Olivia's closet. Mm-hmm. I think yep. is scary. Um, the callback to Charlie being tied to the chair yeah. and um, 
Kirby telling him to get away from the window and not wanting to let him in is really tense. It reminded very, me a lot um, of uh, the faculty. If you've seen that. Oh yeah. Also Kevin yeah. Williamson. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it definitely was scarier for me than scream three. Um, I gave it, I gave it a seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, just, Justin, what do you give it? Oh, I gave it a one. Okay. Okay. Rachel. I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, is he going to go home on me? I was wondering if I was, if I was going to comment on the one, but. So here's the thing. <laughs> I, I honestly, I probably would have given it a little more, but Larry, as you like to do, you like to call me out on other scores. So I went back and I said, oh, you know what? This movie is just as scary as Scream 3. So but I saw that but score. But it's less and I was like, scary oh. than Rare Exports. Yeah. That Krampus is pretty scary. Was it the dong that scared you in Rare Exports? It was, it, was all, it was all that dong around that poor little <laughs> child. I can only imagine what he went through. What a movie. What a what a ride that film was. Family okay. friendly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel, tell me how scary you okay. found Scream. This 4. is scarier than Scream Three. This is scarier. Yes. Do I find this to be very scary? No, I do not. But it does have a couple of moments. We talked about um you know, Officer Lemon Bar in the stairway. <laughs> and we've talked about and you mentioned the Olivia thing. I think that not since it, I, I think this has one of the best um, ghost face lines. The first in the first film, it's like, uh, I want to see, I want to know who I'm looking at when yeah. he's talking to Jubert. The, this one has a line that is of similar quality, which is, I never said I was in your closet. That's yep. a great, I love great that. line. I That's love a great that. line. Yeah. Um, those are kind of the two places that I actually thought that this thing really did deliver on the scares. And so uh, it is, it is, does not scare me, but for a scream slasher, I think that this one is fairly effective. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Uh, I, I'm actually going to change my score to a two. I did forget about the, uh, no, I'm not in your closet. That's a line. good line. It's, yeah, it it's is a, a good really line. line. Okay. I'll give it a full point. I, I, I will allow it. We have, I've not pushed enter on all the scores, so we have not fully tabulated. So changes can happen. If I drop it, is that also still uh, true? No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so Rachel and Mars, you guys tackled everything, and uh, Justin also has a very good point. Is that this? Um, for me, I think one of the reasons why Scream was so approachable when I was a kid is that, um, especially with Scream Two, it was less scary and it was more fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, it had its moments, but it was more fun. Uh, the other moment that you guys didn't touch on that I also, that really caught me off guard, and I think it's because I was, one, into her character, and two, it was such a twist on the original formula, was when Charlie stabbed Kirby. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it coming. It caught me off guard, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to see Hayden Panettiere get hurt. And so every single time I watch, it's hard to watch. Yeah. And she made it so far. And I, yeah, like, and I think it's the reason why that unless it is like 100% shown on a goddamn tombstone, I don't think she's dead. Yeah. It, oh, that she can come back for nice Scream 6 if she's not in Scream yeah. 5. Uh, but there's one other thing, and this is what I kind of mentioned. I, I apologize to listeners in the background. My, my youngest little, little Anubis here demanded to be mm -hmm. in this room, and now he's mad that it's been two hours and he's still in this room. But he... Although I, I'm glad you do know that I'm not going to cut it out. Oh, I, I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. Uh, 
when I watched this on Thursday or yesterday, I guess, uh, I was really. Although you said you were going to watch with us on Monday. Yeah, and then I spent nine hours isolating cells from 321 plates. I'm just saying we missed you. I mean, it's All probably a good not. thing you weren't in that. You you probably would have been very upset. Yes. But yes, your 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 friend Iron Luke had a lot of thoughts. Did Luke watch? Is it, Luke Iron Luke, watch is it with Iron us? Luke? Who's the one who no, had the thoughts on Game was... of Thrones? A- Egbert. Egbert. Yeah, Egbert. No, the Game of Thrones is Iron Luke. Yes. He wasn't. He wasn't there. Oh, okay. Okay. So at least it would have been. The other guy is Egbert. Eric, actually, uh, (laughs) one of my really good friends, Eric. He is like, okay, no, we'll talk about it. I was just gonna say he's like, oh no, he's like one of the like most artistic people I've ever known. It's wild. Okay. You should see his pictures about birds. I I do think we should do more watch parties. I do find them fun. Maybe just not movies that people like. Hey, I mean, Larry, I'm just saying we've been doing them. I know. I gotta be better. Okay. So the one thing that well, caught Hellraiser. me off guard when I watched... Yes. Oh, can we watch Hell... Hell... all of Hellraiser? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Tuck, yes. you better be there. You better be there, Tuck. I think I'm going to experience... And we got to fi- uh, Although time, I do have so. to say, we do have to f- we, we do have to figure out who's got the... Uh, okay, not so work one thing on about because this... It's going to get spicy there. That Wait, What did uh, you say, Justin? Well, Justin, you were saying oh, something. Yes, I was, and then... Larry just rudely cut me off. <laughs> you said you were tired. I'm trying to wrap up. Go ahead. All I said was we need to find out who uh, has the the not safe for work filter on. Yes. For that uh, movie chat. Me, Seriously. Because I have been sent many Is things. It from Is many it your classy wife testing me? So you can send something stop to Devin now. yet? I, I told you I am not going to send anything to Right, and, and I'm not going to do it. So, Larry, uh, we're going to need you to what? send something she, to your wife. She uses it so infrequently, I bet it's not on. I bet, I bet it's just on because it's default. I will get her to change yeah. it. Excellent. I, I, and the smut can continue. I, I will smut! fix it. Yes. Just, just please stop sending me things. <laughs> I sent you one <laughs> sexy ghost face. <laughs> one. Okay. Just be happy I didn't send you. Oh, Justin, I so. I know what you are. Oh, wait, you saw it because I, I showed you guys. <laughs> I, was like, Justin, I, 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 I was like, I know I saw it. I I know what you are capable of, and oh, hi, I appreciate yeah. it that you did not do that to me. That's a nice way of yeah. saying. It. <laughs> okay, I was very caught off guard in this movie by how badly the whole. Um, I am so sorry. Give me one second. You are a monster. Go, take this off and go. Please. Did he say take Rudolph? And yes, go? he did. And now I have to leave it in. You have right? to leave it in. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did he take Rudolph? He did, did take he? his little Rudolph and ran down the stairs to go see his mom. Okay. Oh. I was shocked by how much this movie <laughs> caught me off guard with its ten-year knowledge, like into the future knowledge of this me 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 world we live in like i i saw this one video on youtube like making fun of like influencers or whatever i don't know who the who the woman was but she was like on the street and some fans were coming up to like to say hi to her and she had her tripod with her phone on it filming some tiktok dance and like she was like really rude with them and like said no wait one second gotta finish this and like she sits there and like does her dance and then like goes and talks to the fans and it, like 
like to me like that shit is fucking scary and like the fact that like so many people are just sucked into that world it uh I don't know. And then, like, you, you take it... So, there, so there's that, right? There's, like, the aspect of, like, the influencer mantra world we live in. But there's also what I talked about earlier with, like, there are many people who commit mass violence and who are literally live-feeding it to the internet. And, like, that kind of stuff's really dark. And I hadn't really thought about that a lot because COVID has taken up so much of, like, our headspace here in the last few years. But with, like, January 6th, like, the remembrance of it being, like, yesterday, like, I I specifically remember coming home from work last year and that being on the TV and just sitting there for, like, hours just watching the craziness. I, uh, it was just very, it was very eye-opening to me. This movie came out 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. And it kind of hit the nail on the head of the the live streaming the world around you and how violent that can actually be. So I don't know. I gave it. Uh, well, and even like ahead, even like the concept the concept of the you know staging violence yeah. to have something to post. It's not even just the posting of things that you witness. It's the I'm going to set up something that's shocking yeah. and upsetting and post it. And like I mean. I agree with you. That's a thing that has come up in more more recently in horror films, but not in 2011. No. Yeah. You know, that wasn't a thing. Uh, and it's like, what was that? Oh, God, what was that? Spree. Did yeah. you see Spree? Yeah. yeah, you know, same kind of concept, but that's, you know, current day. But, you know, it's... Yeah, it... it I mean, I it, agree and like with you, you said yeah. with, And like you said with, like, uh, like, the staging of violence, like, you have, like, kind of two coins of that one, too. You have, like, I'm not sure if you guys have watched the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats. Yep. Oh, like, yeah, yeah the, the, that guy was from Canada, too. <laughs> too bad Rachel isn't here to talk about it. See? You do see everything that's from Canada. <laughs> and, like, like that was insane. And, like, what he was doing in live streaming on the internet. But you also have, on the other coin, you have these people who pretend to find, like, these injured or, like, hurt animals only to find out that they're hurting these injured animals themselves so they can film themselves saving them. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking dark. Yeah, and you guys are on a much darker corner of the internet. You than I am. just you don't know that. Like, I'm sure you've seen like like there's like these little videos like, oh, I found this little duck and he was covered in oil. We took him in and we we used Dawn soap to get it all off of them. You haven't seen something like that. Like people like find out that they're like literally covering these live animals in oil to film these little TikToks. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to that. Yeah, dude, kind of it's it's <laughs> fucked, man. Rachel, we were just talking. Yeah, we were, we were I, talking about the stage violence on the internet, and a Canadian oh, show. Yeah, and don't fuck with cats. Yeah, oh. which happened in Canada. So no. I, Mm-mm. I called you, but you weren't here. Yeah, I, I, I had actually seen that one. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen that documentary. I, I, there are some things don't. I just do not need in my head. I don't even want to know what happens in it. Like I don't. Yeah, just don't, just don't want. Just it. because it's, that it's shit will haunt the me. Awfulness of the, of the world. Ugh. I and, mean, and that's what I was talking about. How this movie came out. Like eleven years ago now, but like, it was talking about things that I don't even think it realized how close to the head it was getting to. I mean, I think that's true. I also think that there is like something about the human condition that sadly is timeless, and that is that we are shitty. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. This is why we need that island. We're all dumpster fires, but some of us less yeah. so. Yes. <laughs> Want to? We're pick more those like people. a waste paper basket fire. <laughs> We're like a 
an accidental yeah. dumpster. Or like a tipped over candle. <laughs> so yeah. I, I was actually going to uh, put it a little bit lower than screen two, but I was really caught off guard yesterday by how much like it alarmed me about like the current state of the world and how like accurately it guessed where we were going. So I gave it a six, um, which is also what I gave screen two for how scary. That's fair. So to review scores. For plot, I gave it a seven and a half. Justin gave it a four. Rachel gave it a five. Mars gave it a six. For cinematography, it got sevens across the board. For audio, it got sevens for everyone except for Justin, who gave it a six. And for how scary, I gave it a six. Justin gave it a two for the famous line. Rachel gave it a five. And Mars, my girl, gave it a seven. I feel <laughs> like my scores were not that harsh. <laughs> <laughs> it was your language, Rachel. It was the violence you brought to the episode. I hard. chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> and that gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 61. If we go to our master list, that do, 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 makes it tied with Friday the 13th Part 3, Friday the 13th The Final Chapter, and Resident Evil Code Veronica. All sequels. <laughs> <laughs> right below it is Resident Evil Zero with a 60. And right above it is the OG Night of the Living Dead and The Boy. Which I think was our first patron force entry. Am I, am I correct, Justin? Yeah. I, I, yeah, with Matt. Yeah. I, I, didn't The Boy 2 come is in? that the... Kiss. Kiss. Oh, I was going to say, isn't that the Man in the yes. Walls movie? Yes. yes. I love that movie. <laughs> That's how we discovered uh, Rachel's secret favorite. Yeah, genre. I didn't even know it until what we watched that? it. Guy in the wall. Guy in the wall. Ooh. Like if a movie, ha- in- if the twist is there's a dude in the wall, I'm like, this is the scariest fucking movie I've ever seen. Hey, ten, ten. ten. Is, uh, so did ten. you like that? Uh, see no evil, hear no evil, or whatever with Kane. Sorry, we both yeah, just talked. Uh, I've only, sorry. I think I've only seen the second one because it was directed by the Soska sisters. Mm. So I didn't know the first one is about Kane living in the walls. Then I like it. I don't even need to see it. <laughs> well, you should. I well now I will. Don't don't, don't actually don't actually. But yeah, I, anytime there's like somebody in the walls, because that's like my fear is that there's well, I mean I have many fears. It's one of my fears. That <clears throat> well, Rachel, there's have you a dude seen in the wall. YouTube videos online of the people who live in like the ceilings and come out and people are sleeping at night to like steal food from the cabinets. I haven't, but I know you that's can't a thing. tell her. About this because she has an attic door in her closet that mysteriously becomes unlocked at times. You cannot yeah. share these things. Rachel, you have to so, move. That couple with know... that fucking face handprint on your window you shared Dude, the, over that the was summer. so scary. That was so Rachel, scary. Rachel, I was ready to buy you and a plane ticket to come stay with us for a week. I right? don't remember that. Do you not know oh this? my God, Justin. I should find the picture. So Holy right after shit. So for my birthday, I got patio furniture for like the backyard yeah. because lockdown. And I was sitting there in the backyard, just relaxing, feeling a moment of peace in this shit storm of a de- like the decade, right? <sighs> and the sun glinted off my window at just the right angle to highlight two handprints about face distance apart on the outside mm. of one of my bedroom windows. <sighs> so I'm like Randy he's like it's probably inside and I'm like go look and he and I was like sitting there and I like took a picture to put in the thing and he went and touched it it was on the outside mm. confirmed oh my god yeah I was like well that's fucking terrifying so like we bought all of the like the house is locked the fuck down mm. now that's my yeah. real nightmare yeah, yeah 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 do you know that that uh, the dude in the wall thing happened to your favorite author Grady Hendrix 
Shit, are you serious? So part of the reason he is a horror author is when he was a kid, he was in his room and he looked over at a heater vent and saw an eye looking back at him. Fuck that. Fuck that. No way. Mm-mm. He went down one night to get Chinese food leftovers out of his fridge and there was a man eating them out of the fridge and he told his parents and his parents did not believe him because he had a very active imagination. I mean, he's a writer, right? They ignored him until the smell filled the house. Said man had died in the walls. Ugh. Oh my God. That is a true story. I have been terrified of that. Like there's some YouTube videos, but I've been terrified of that situation ever since episode two, three of X-Files. With the guy mm. who like can make squeeze or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ever I remember seeing that as a kid, and I used I literally put bookshelves in my bedroom in front of the the vent. My parents would get so pissed. <laughs> You're gonna start a fire. <laughs> I, I blocked them all. Like I blocked them yeah. all when I was in the basement. Like oh my god, oh fuck, man, that is. There's just something about that. Like, have you guys seen the TikTok of the girl who's living in New York City and she feels a draft behind yes. her mirror? Yeah, well, it's like Candyman. My God. And then she goes in there and there's like, it was evidence of people living there and there's a door behind it that leads into a stairwell that's unlocked. Fuck Uh me sideways. Jesus Christ. No, thank you. Yep. You live in an apartment. Did you check all your windows or all your mirrors? We live in a condo. And yes, I walk around every (laughs) night and and almost like a tick. Like, one, two, three. One, two, three. You're locked. Bars down. (laughs) That's why I appreciate the dogs barking when they hear noises outside. It's like, all right, well, that's a little bit of extra warning. I have a baseball bat right next to the bed. I have my hunting knife on my Mm -hmm. TV stand. Like, I'm ready to go if ever needed. But Mm -hmm. I I it's, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to get out of the city. Like, I, I would rather – I mean, you still have your, like, the strangers kind of situation, which – Oh, oof, yeah. That movie, we haven't reviewed that yet, but that is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. So oh, I've that movie's never terrifying. seen it or the sequel. You haven't seen it, Rachel? Uh, no, I know, I know. It's one Let's of, like, my it. big oh, shame Rachel, holes. you were in for such a treat. All right. It's so can we, scary. Can we watch both of them? Can we do a double feature? I've never seen the, the second, second one, one is, but I've always want – so Ish. I've heard I something about a pool scene being amazing. So I just want to see the second one because I like the style. It yeah, the second first. one is actually more closely uh, based on the original story. Mm. Because this is based I feel on a, a true double story. feature coming on. But uh, goddamn, I remember the first time I watched The Strangers, and there are certain movies that just really like never leave you, Get, stick with you. And there's a scene; yeah. it's just in the trailer, but it's where. Um, um, Liv Tyler is like sitting there smoking a cigarette in the living room, and the guy is like just standing behind her, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> yeah. God, we need oh. to watch this movie. Fuck you. You ever seen either, Justin? No, yes, I oh, have. Okay. I'll say, oh, it also has one of my favorite, like, non. It, it, it's like a non comedy laugh point in that movie. Um, Rachel, can you go uh, earmuffs for a second? Okay, all right. Just type type in the thing will, when I can hear when I can come back in. Okay, okay. Uh, when he just like uh, when his friend shows up and the stranger guy just like fucking like <laughs> tackles yeah. him into the wall. I don't know why, but I was anyways. Poor, poor uh, Dennis Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. And come back. Uh, also, Rachel. Uh, fun fact: This doesn't spoil anything. Uh, Dennis Reynolds is in it. Dennis. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is he? Yeah. I love him. I love him. 
Uh, He's great. My God. Can we do Strangers instead of uh, Hellraiser? Um, no. Por qué no los dos? All right. Well, that's our review of Scream 4. We are going to play a commercial from the Zombie Girls uh, Media Network. Hi, my name's Rachel. Do you like horror movies? Do you like girls? Come check out our podcast, because we're girls and we talk about movies. Ta-da! Zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-L-Z dot com. And we're back. What a commercial, fantastic production value. (laughs) Well thought out and planned. Uh, You know, I heard they got the original cast to record that. The OG, huh? The one who started it all? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> okay. I'm putting the so, O-N-G. We were going to review um, Lake House Collection, Cabin Lake Lakeview Cabin. It's late mm-hmm. and I'm Lakeview tired. Cabin. I can't even have Justin's function. What was it called, Justin? Uh, Lakeview Cabin Lake Collection. Lakeview Cabin Collection. Lake House Cabin Collection. <laughs> Lakeview View Cabin House Collection. Lake the Cabin House Collection. The Lake House with uh, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock? <laughs> yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh justin because he is far more uh far less sorry far less of a procrastinator than rachel and i uh started <laughs> yeah. playing this over his break and he realized that this was going to be a tough little journey and he didn't want to listen to me and rachel complain <laughs> <laughs> all i said was it's going to be very hard Justin, you were just very kind and you are canadian yeah. and you are honestly sometimes too nice to us it was because you didn't want to hear us bitch and moan and then us come to you wednesday night like is there a cheat code is there a, is there a safe state can we get to the end so funny enough i was like man this is really hard i gotta see if i can find like a cheat code or something <laughs> There is nothing. But yeah, Justin, because he's brilliant, like, brought another game to the table that I had actually mm-hmm. kind of forgotten about. Even though we've done a And I didn't bit. even think about the connection. Yes. Hayden Pentier, Kirby, the best addition to the Scream franchise Queen. to date. Yep. Absolutely agree. She was in a video game. Mm-hmm. Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. And we've all played it or in Mars Escapes watched it. I've only played half of it. I have not completed it. Ooh, okay, fun. You're for a fun treat then. Yeah. So you have to do the 60 seconds. Oh, oh I mean, how can I? I mean, <laughs> butterfly effect. Um, <laughs> Mars, I, I, we, we are recording next Thursday, and I believe you have work, right? So you will, you will not be. I will not be okay. present. I might uh, tap Rachel for when she's playing and see if I can watch. Yeah. But I, if, if you would like to, you know. we could re- record a little bit of audio for you. Because I know you said you watched the, a Let's Play of it. And if you watch Rachel, too. I did. Uh, or if you want to send it an email. But if you want to send like, an audio clip or you want to send an email, whatever you want to do, we would love to get what, whatever we can of you in. Okay. <laughs> um, Aw. Well, I mean, you're, you're part of the mini seasons. Your picture's in there with Justin's wife's amazing artwork. You've, you, we, we need your voice. <gasps> I am. Uh <laughs> So we're going to be doing Until Dawn. I am going to take an approach with these games I never have done before. I'm going to go in and make the worst choices I possibly can. Justin gave me the approval to do it, <laughs> and I am very excited to do that. Shoot the squirrel. Shoot the squirrel. That is correct. What does that mean? You'll find out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually haven't thought about what I'm going to do. I might, like, because the first time I played, obviously, you make the, try to make the best exactly. decisions. Exactly, yeah. But if you're making the worst decisions, I don't necessarily want to do that too, right? So I'm trying to decide if there's like a middle ground. I'm going to try to make it so 
Well, I will I, I tell you, busy, Larry, afterwards. What you could do is you yeah. could almost even, because I know you like uh, streaming on Twitch. I'm not streaming. Never yet. mind then. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> My plan is to play it this weekend and finish it. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, but so that's the one news. So until dawn, we'll be over with mm-hmm. you next week. Um, on another note, a little bit more serious, and we've been having fun tonight, but uh, with Omicron um, spreading the way that it is, and then mm-hmm. restrictions that are kind of coming down. Um, Justin, who lives in Canada, if you didn't know that, the land of Tim Hortons. And, uh, if Dudley, you didn't know Dudley that, right. this must be your first episode because it gets brought or, up every week. Or you're just just tuning in just now and missed all of these. <laughs> yeah. This is a Canadian film. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the film, the movie theaters have shut down up there where Justin is at. And yeah, they don't open back up. It's not even that Justin is at their earliest to not go. He literally can't. Yeah. Um, As far as we are aware, it's not coming to VOD anytime soon. Justin Mm -hmm. offered to just let us do it without him, and I think all three of us agreed that there was no way we were doing that. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. I mean, when me and Rachel did do Three from Hell, I think Justin was just the smarter one. No, see, I wasn't because I watched it afterwards and was like, oh, yeah, no, I definitely should have just skipped this. What a fucking piece of shit movie that was. Uh, So, yeah, we are going to put that on the back burner. As soon as Justin is able to see it, we will review it um, and we'll finish Mm -hmm. it up. But we're going to work on a few things. Um, Bloodborne We're going to do the strangers. (laughs) What's that? Do the strangers. I mean, we could. Oh. I, I, I don't really mean to invite myself on the show. I was just, Ooh, I, was just is, I mean, we could just do the strangers instead. Well, what if 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 Rachel and Mars are up for it? Let's just do the strangers. We, that we can definitely talk about it because that would be okay. That'd be a fun birthday episode. But the thing is, like yeah, Rachel said, if we do the first one, we gotta do the second one yeah. too. I mean, mostly I just want to look at Christina Hendricks for two hours. But I forgot that's, she was that's in that. a, You're right. I'll never forget her ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's all I have. Do you guys have anything else to add? Just that I really value your friendship. Oh, wait! I forgot! I forgot! I forgot! Justin, I'm so sorry. We have a few more minutes. Predictions for Scream 5. Oh, yeah. Rachel is excluded from this. She is not allowed to participate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. Uh. You already gave yours. Do it. Yeah, oh my gosh, Rachel. It's, I, that's I, not a prediction. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I have no idea, guys. I swear to God. So, so Rachel, uh, the reason why we are excluding her is not because she's a woman. Um, it is because she. That's just a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's because that within her job, she has had the ability to kind of talk to people. And she knows a lot about this that the layman like the rest of the three of us don't really know so she's just being a good friend and kind of allowing us to make our own guesses so like i don't know i don't know the big i don't know the big answer i just know a plot beat that tips a scale for me in a particular direction so i want to add i'm going to what is it you call when you abstain abstain or recuse i'm going to recuse myself from from speculation okay mars what are I'm some... just going to make judgmental noises. <laughs> what are some <laughs> guesses that you have? Uh, so, I mean, I think I've talked about this before. Not, I don't know. It's like, 
I don't think this is what's going to happen. I don't know if it counts as a guess, but it's what I would love to have happen is I would love Ghostface to be revealed to be Sydney because she's lost her mind and she's like, every few years, someone I know tries to murder me. Thank so you. So she just starts trying to murder everybody who knows her so that there's no one left to murder her is what I would w- want, hope for. I don't know. I don't know. But as far as actual guesses, I mean, you were totally right. Like if this, if Scream 4 was supposed to be the first of a new trilogy, they really didn't leave us with any new characters. Yeah. So it's hard to tell who they would pull in. God, I hadn't thought about Kirby not being dead. I really, I kind of hope for that as well. But, okay, this is my only <laughs> guess, and this is only because I saw, a, like, a notification, like, one of those, because I don't know how to turn, like, notifications off mm-hmm. on my phone because I just don't put the time into it. So I get, like, like Google updates of, like, newest you know whatever news stories but one of them was about scream five and the picture was of courtney cox pulling the ghost face mask like holding the ghost face mask covering half of her face and i was like what if it's gail they wouldn't do that on the poster but what if it's gail no i think they actually had like the main three pose for that picture like that same picture shut up justin i had a theory (laughs) no i'm joking joking. (laughs) sorry i'm joking um no, I don't know. I don't know. Like, and, and part of it is that I like I haven't watched any trailers. I haven't looked into yeah. it at all. I want to go into this as blind as completely possible. I'm just looking forward to being surprised. I hope. <laughs> yeah. All right, Justin. What are your guesses? Okay. So, unfortunately, I think they're gonna go like all new generation with us, and I think that, I yes, I do think Kirby will be alive. Uh, I I think we're gonna get. Uh, the untimely death of uh, the majority of the original cast. Um, maybe uh, I would hate to see. Do we go? But I. Do we ain't going nowhere. I, I'm. Well, see, I'm really hoping because I know for a fact that only because I I googled who Judy was played by to see if she was actually in Scream One because they brought it up that they class were in the same class. She's not. Um, uh, that she is in the next Saw movie. Scream. Or Saw. I see, I, yeah. Sorry, we're getting into the high numbers, and that I associate Saw with That's fair. having a ridiculous That's too fair. many amount of too many movies. Um, I think. Oh man, I hope Judy doesn't take over for Dewey because that would be a travesty. Because uh, she sucks in Saw. Or oh damn, Scream Four. Justin, I oh hope my you god, um, to sleep in tomorrow, friend. <coughs> I do not. Um, Michelle works very early in the morning. So. <coughs> um, oh, that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, just, just get like a really big crate and put your kids in that. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, uh, that happened in a town close to me, uh, Blackstock, like 13 years ago. And it's all, it's still anything, like, still, everybody talks really? about it. Uh, you can yeah, get your 15 minutes of fame. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, God. Um, but okay, so but in all in all honesty, uh, I think Gale is the one to die of the OG cast. Uh, I I really also hope it's Sydney because I think that's like too almost like too ballsy that I know they won't actually do that. But it makes sense as a character. I mean, she like Mars, like you said, literally every couple of years somebody that she's close to tries to kill her. Um, I I really hope 
that guild doesn't die and i i do i i i i I mean we talked about this earlier i do think it should be dewey but i don't i don't think that it'll actually be dewey i think it'll be gale um kirby's got to come back at some point in time and i think literally the rest of the cast is just gonna die i think all the other people that we have seen are just like throwaway characters that's it so you don't think there's gonna be a new sydney um, if they do go new generation with us, it's going to be Kirby, which I'm okay with because I actually do like Kirby. Um, but then we get to the problem of like the Dewey and Judy thing, and I fucking hate Judy's character. I mean, maybe she's changed because it's been 10 years. Oh, no. 12 years, right? 2011 is when Screen 4 came attached to this one. No, no, no. The writers are actually, it's actually pretty interesting, the people who are involved with this one. Okay. So, so then maybe Judy's completely changed and she's like a better character now. I wouldn't now. be surprised if Judy gets a, a 2.0. I hope so. I hope so. And these writers and directors, they, uh, it's the directors of uh, Ready or Not. Oh, I actually, I fucking Ooh, love that I fucking loved I Ready or Not. I haven't seen that. Yeah, so good. Oh, also, my celebrity crushes in that movie. So, <sighs> Oh, is yours Britney Snow? No, yours is the girl from a babysitter. Right? Samara Weaving? Yeah. I did not, for the longest time, know that she was like Elrond's daughter. Wasn't that his name? Elrond? In Lord of the Rings? Agent Smith? Yeah, yeah, him. Hugo Weaving, that's it. Hugo Weaving? Holy shit, yeah. Oh, you guys, I thought you guys told me that. I knew that. (laughs) Yeah, that's his daughter. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, damn. (laughs) There you go. Okay, so my predictions. I have two. If Larry wrote this, this movie starts off and we immediately kill Courtney Cox and David Arquette. Off rip. Release them from this franchise finally. That if, if I was if I was writing this movie and I was trying to get myself back into the Scream One and Two vibe, I'm killing them both. Uh, I hope they have the balls to kill the OGs. Wait, wait, wait. As first yeah. kill, you're not going like, to bring in some surprise overpaid yep. cameo? I feel like it's going to be the, oh, it's going to oh, take shit. place in the, the hip hop, in the, in the hype house. It's going to be like. Um, I, I, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, Larry, before you continue, two things I forgot. Uh, either TikTok or Snapchat will be involved in some yes. way, unfortunately. Sorry, you're go good. ahead. And so that would be my big pre uh, title card stinger kill would be those two die um that's going to pull nev campbell back to woodsboro where we know that dewey and gail were living um and cindy's going to be there for that and that's when she's going to start to unravel these things she's going to run into deputy judy who will now be sheriff duty since dewey has died um and we're going to meet this kind of new cast of characters. Um, and if I were writing it, the way I would do it is this new cast of characters where this movie kind of talked about how uh, Sydney was the angel of death. This one's going to take it a step further and just like be vicious towards her. Um, and then it's going to take a couple of these new characters to kind of realize that maybe she does have something to teach them. And I think this movie ends with the reveal that Sue Maker never died. 
He got crushed by a TV. He got a TV dropped on his head. That Stu Maker never died. He is still alive. And he had a daughter. And that daughter was the new ghost face. We never see Stu Maker, but we know that he is not dead. And at the very end, the person who kind of comes through the door and saves Sydney and the kind of newer, younger Sydney reboot, the one who knows the rules, the, the almost like the new Randy character without the 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 stuff that Rachel didn't like about Randy. Um again, this is me writing it, would be Kirby. Oh, dope. Set this up in a proper way for a three part arc. So you know that there is a bigger bad out there. You know that Stu Maker didn't die and he's out there. His daughter is dead, but Stu is still there. Sydney has reason to go looking further. She has a younger protege, and we have Kirby, who's kind of polished herself over these last 10 years. So you have these three women who are kind of leading a charge to go find Stu Maker, who was one of the original architects who feel like he didn't get his just day, and he wants his final revenge. That would be how I would write it. I'm in. I'm waiting for your, and how it is written is. Dewey, Sydney, and Gale don't die, and we get a shittier version of this movie. Or it's just some extra relative that has never been present before. Sydney's dad's brother also slept with Sydney's mother. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Sydney's and she raised this ch- and then he raised this child all by himself and and this child really hates women and now she's here to just kill all the girls of Woodsboro that Billy Loomis had a half brother <laughs> who had a dog who read a journal <laughs> and and that is that would be my that is my big fear um that we have a scream three redux and we just fucking miss the mark entirely um you you know what i will say i will say my my big hope my 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 big hope i have is that i unfortunately i do think like live streaming or some kind of that shit is going to be in it like twitch or tiktok or something i don't want to see like (laughs) a famous twitch streamer in it, oh, I I, I always it's find not those. Myself for that. I, probably, it's Rachel, definitely. Rachel, you can answer that question. Right? Should I be preparing myself to fucking see Ninja or whatever? No, the fuck not, his even, name not is. even a ninja. I'm talking like one of the worst ones, like an Addison Ray kind of situation. I don't. I need to be ready for that. <clears throat> I can't oh. say. I don't actually know the answer to that. <laughs> All right, guys. I have loved talking about it with you guys. Uh, even though Rachel and I disagree, I think it's always fun. I'm happy that Mars is here to protect me and Justin. <laughs> I'm just kind of in the middle Justin, somewhere. What? What? I appreciate that you gave it one point for the comment. No, well, see, that's the thing is, I overall how I feel. Unbelievable. Well, how I feel, well, how, I fe- how I feel. Okay, how I feel about Scream Four <laughs> is, I, I, I'm just as angry at it as I am with Saw Three. Er, <laughs> fucking Christ! Scream this is a three, great drinking game, by the way. But Every I time have... he calls Scream Saw, pound. <laughs> oh my god uh, but I'm just as I, well no, I shouldn't say just uh, yeah pretty much just as angry at Scream 4 as I am Scream 3 but I had a much much better time with Scream 4 because Scream 4 is a good movie and the thing is like you have Kirby for like 90% <sighs> you know, of eh. that movie 
and she is just a fantastic character. She just is. Uh oh, my browser might have froze. Are you yeah, we're there? still here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. we're here. Okay. Ra- hey, Rachel I've... and Justin's soundbar like froze mid thing. I was like, oh fuck, it just collapsed on me. I think we were both just I bad reputation. I gave better scores than Justin. You're like, Justin, you're a reasonable man. Rachel, you're a monster. <laughs> Don't remind him. Don't remind him. <laughs> so unfair. Because feminism. So that, that's the review of Scream 4. We will be coming back next week with Until Dawn. And we will be bringing Scream 5 re- review to you as soon as Justin is able to see it safely. Um, same with Mars, too. I know that you have some things that make you a little bit less apt to go to the theater. We will make sure that you feel safe and don't feel forced to go to. So whenever we can get it and tackle it, we will definitely do that. Um, My happy ass will be there probably next Thursday night at midnight. So in the small town theater where I saw the, um, I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty, I've been waiting. I have the, it's on Instagram is where this like little theater in town posts their uh, show times. I have the notifications turned on for that theater. So I know right away when I can go in there and buy it. But, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. I want to thank all you guys for enjoying um, the, the three of you, Rachel, Justin, and Mars, um, for doing the Scream mini season with me. And uh, that's it. Until next time, guys, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.